knows nothing can understand nothing. Plunge deeper into the darkness and your heart will grow even stronger. Good tidings, everybody, and welcome to the Answer Report Podcast. This is episode number 96, which is an inverse of 69, but you won't be getting any weird shit from us today (laughs) on the longest running Kingdom Hearts podcast in the universe. Frankly, it's it's undefeated, frankly. Stays undefeated. It's sanctioned, but a little unsanctioned, too. We we do some unsanctioned shit. Anyway, I'm Mike. And with me, as always, is my brother, Jason. Hello. Hello, Jason. And we have a very special surprise for you this week on the Anthem Report podcast, number 96. We have a special guest later in the show joining us for an interview and just all around discussion is the biggest brain Kingdom Hearts content creator I know, Damo279, is joining us on the podcast, Jason. Yes. Well, he has. We've oh, yeah. already recorded we, it. We already did it, yeah. We already recorded yeah. it. It was a Full great disclosure. conversation. Another long one for you for you kids out there that are looking for more content. We got the content here on the Answer Report Podcast. And we talked to Damo for a long time. We talk a little bit about him and his content recreation. And then we talk a lot about Melody and Memory, uh, the ending, and all kinds of stuff. If you haven't finished Just it deep yet. lore. If you haven't finished Melody Memory yet and you don't want to be spoiled, we give a spoiler warning in the interview. So, like, you can stop there. You can still listen to the interview. We don't just, like, write out, go, Melody of Memory spoilers, like, from the get-go. So, there's a good <laughs> chunk you can listen to and then come back later once you beat Melody of Memory or want to be spoiled or whatever. Before we get to that, though, Jason, even though it's very hype, we have a couple things we have to do first. And first of all, we have a new Apple podcast review. Oh, my God. A review on iTunes? A review on iTunes. I don't, they don't call it iTunes anymore, I don't think. Do they? I don't know, dude. Apple Podcast. I don't. I don't fucking use iTunes. <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't either. Actually, I use Apple Podcasts to listen to podcasts, but I don't use iTunes or mm. Apple Music. That's what it's called. Now. Apple Music, right? Right? Apple right. Music. But this uh, well, shout outs to everybody who does. Shout outs to everybody who does. Please review us, like Billy the Kid Lawrence did. Now, Billy the Kid, Billy the Kid, has been going around for a while now catching up on the podcast, and I always know because people will leave comments on like older podcasts. Oh Billy yeah, the as kid they go is, through them. Billy the Kid has been leaving comment after comment after comment about different things. Hell yeah. And then I have to like go listen to the episode to remember what we talked about sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd like, be like that. To, to, to sometimes go. that happens on the podcast that just posted. Yeah. <laughs> I, will, I won't remember. So <laughs> what, what was it that happened? Someone... Diana said something... Uh, <laughs> On the top, what, Tatsu was talking about the bird box. Oh, yeah. And you and, didn't know and what and he was, was like, talking about. What's going on? What, what's a bird box? Okay. So this is from Billy the Kid Lawrence. Shout outs. And the title says, The Best Kingdom Hearts Podcast in all caps. Five stars. Oh, my God. Whoo True. Boy. Dark Road Take Me Home Indeed. This podcast is purely satisfying perfection and a true light in the darkness. Not every podcast is able to capture the viewer's attention. And keep it for an extensive period of time. But by golly, these beautiful sons of bitches have done it. They've solidified their show as the GOAT. And they are freaking hilarious. They are a freaking hilarious joy to listen to. From the Billy Zane levels of sexy voicing character files to the question of the week to the ever-growing <laughs> enigma that is the Diet Dr. Pepper Cream. 
You won't find yourself disappointed in binging every ounce of this heavenly program until you're caught up and can join in the present day fun, be it on your own or better yet, by interacting with everybody else. Join the Discord server and make new friends. We all could use a little more friendship like Hainer Pence and Camel Toilet. Oh my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> Together, well, I, I, I just said Olet because it's so natural, but they're the Camel Toilet. <laughs> Together, we'll one day see justice for the likes of Phil, Dylan, Alias, and yeah. their moments of silence. Bask in wonder and awe as they try to wrap their heads around things like the Sleeping Realm Theory, which is totally real, their questionable tier list, Space Paranoids is S-tier, you fools, and of course, why one of their birth dates relates to Mickey Mouse, that rat bastard. Oh my god. If you don't like the Koopal coin, no sweat. They won't take it out on you that much unless you're HMK. Just don't be on that <laughs> bullshit when you express your thoughts. I mean, the host, Michael and Jason, are on that bullshit, but in a good way. So don't be on that bullshit in a bullshit way. Got it? Be excellent to each other. Let's be real. Are you even doing anything of note right now besides reading the stunning review? Are you bored as heck looking for a good time? Forget the strip club. That shit's probably closed anyway right now. Thanks a lot, Corona. The virus, not the kingdom or the beer. Take some time out of your day and leave your input in the appropriate channels on Discord and then have your voice heard on the podcast by answering questions. Also by leaving a review here as well. Your opinion matters, even if it stinks like all the buttholes out there. Oh. If you haven't yet listened to the episodes, I implore you <laughs> to become enlightened with the sweet nectar that is their voices as your eardrums succumb to their ravishing vocal cords. Oh my God. <laughs> now, I, I, I told you guys there wouldn't be any like weird bullshit. <laughs> on the 96th on the 96 episode. episode, but the, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> apparently it's been happening every week look it's 2020 <laughs> donald's still roasting everybody and you ain't got shit to do so spend that time wisely get some sea salt ice cream and hit that subscribe button don't drop that ice cream though or else we're all gonna be on red alert trust me be smart like goofy and do the right thing if you can imagine this juicy entertainment beyond rec recognition believe in it and dive in as you experience the answer before podcast in all its thicky animated fictional character loving glory if you don't believe me just listen to this other satisfied customer and he had, he he has extra he's reviews with reviews within reviews await you here <laughs> oh my god and the first review is hot damn the best fucking kingdom hearts podcast in the world period and tara is an absolute gem please be excited tetsuya nomura <laughs> Next one. Believe me now, it's a truly awe-inspiring and fun podcast that will open your eyes to everything you couldn't see in life before. You should do yourself a favor and check it out. May your heart be your guiding key. That was by uh, Jiminy Cricket. Oh, no. Fuck and, that uh, guy. <laughs> it says, P.S. Oh, and don't be a bitch. If you can't discern whether someone is joking about animated fictional characters or actually being a creep, then just get the hell out of here. As Pete would say, later, losers. And that was the end of the review. Thank you, <laughs> Millie the Kid Lawrence, okay. <laughs> for that wonderful, wonderful trip. Yeah, thank you. That was uh, it was pretty intense. Yeah, no kidding, dude. Thank if you, you. want to be like Billy the Kid, or if you want to be not like Billy the Kid and still leave an Apple Podcast review, you can do that by going to Apple yeah, Podcast. Do your own thing, be you. Uh, but if you're a Spotify listener, or if you're a podcatcher guy, or if you're a, a Stitcher girl, or or whatever it might be, that's fine too. We just appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Um, the Apple reviews help us with the algorithm on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts might be the most listened to podcast app, but it's not like the end all be all. So just True. you listening on Spotify or Stitcher or whatever it might be is super cool and perfect. Thank yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. 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 Now, Jason. Thank you. We're going to do a short dark road segment because oh, i know fuck. people would riot oh, shit. Oh, fuck. if we oh, didn't shit. do dark road 
Brand new phone game, Mr. Nomura. Download blue stacks and grind on your computer. Make some new friends, they all have big keys. They'll all be dead by the time we reach chapter three. Dark Road, take me home to the place where I belong. Scarlet Coyote, or Mama, take me home. Dark Road. I didn't get my hopes up for getting a cool Vanitas card. <laughs> didn't it grief yourself and again? And then getting absolutely destroyed by the Blue Aboos and so, Alice's. Are they still giving out free gems? Yeah. Let me t- wait till I tell you how many gems I have with like literally zero playing. Oh, literally, literally, oh, shit. literally. Oh, I'm down. Oh, it just updated. I think actually. Oh shit. It's downloading. Oh god, it's down. Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, do we have some type of patch notes? The fuck's going on, yeah, dude? I I didn't prepare this. I forgot that it was. Th- we don't normally record on Thursday. So December seventh, they added a new card, and it's Venitas, and he's unmasked, which is kind of a spoiler. Um, I mean, let's be fucking. But real. if you're playing Dark Road, yeah, then they're trying. You're trying to get fucked anyway. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> you're delusional. You're anyways. delusional. <laughs> um. So okay, let's see what. <laughs> I have I okay, hold on. Let me check the present box just in case there's more. No, give me, give me. I have ten thousand three hundred and ten gems. Oh. And I barely have played. That's just me oh, sitting. That, that's not bad. No. So let's do my free draw and see if I get a blue boo, because that's blast RNG. Oh, blue cards. Ugh, okay, that's not great. Oh, like the blue... Like the deck of cards, oh, like the Queen of Hearts oh, soldiers. Alright. Wait, I completed a mission for that, though? What the... Oh, it, they gave me a charm for literally drawing a card. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> draw one card. Draw one card. Here's a charm. So you can grind. Okay. So there's Vanitas on the front. Let's, uh, let's do a draw. See if we get a good old Vanitas. Holy fuck, dude. What do we get, dude? That is zero oh, usable girl. cards. So many Starlight Keyblades. over, yeah, and saw like a bunch of Keyblades and some like red Aboos. And not even blue Aboos, dude. Yeah. Okay, so that's all shot points. Let's do another one. The music that just started playing on Spotify got really intense. If you guys haven't already, dude, the Cage 3 soundtrack is on Spotify, and it's this a banger. This is almost worse. It's a banger. So I got two usable cards. Okay, what are they? One's Waka, and one's the wow. Queen of Hearts. Ah. So, but two blue boos. Okay, okay. So I think okay. that means this next poll is... is it's going to be twice as good. It's going to be twice as good. Which is, like, all right. <laughs> which is, <laughs> yeah. Is a terrible bowl. <laughs> which is, like, I get Ariel or something. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Maybe please, Mushu. Please. Oh my god, dude. This is so bad. This game is so bad. <laughs> this game is so bad. What's what's the damage? So I got four cards that aren't just rainbow points, right? Okay. I got a Captain Hook. Mm. I got a Blue Rhapsody. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My sixth Blue Rhapsody. Okay. I got my ninth Yellow Opera. 
Okay. And I got my 10th Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> That's a lot of damage. I guess the good news is that next time I get an Alice in Wonderland, it will be shot points, right? Yeah. I guess that's the last the, nine should have been though. Yeah, because she doesn't do anything. I mean, I guess I ma- I get the extra bonus stats for maxing her out. Oh, what do I get for that? Hold on. Wait, no. What? Does she not have a ten? I just got the the max out for the yellow opera at nine. So you tell me I already got the max out for her, and I can still get more of her, and it's not what? rainbow points. What? Hold on, where's this dumb bitch at? <laughs> Alice, where's your... Did you take some shrooms or something? Where are you? Oh, it didn't... It already had given it to me, I guess? What, it didn't turn into rainbow points? Well, no, like, it didn't pop for some reason, because it says collect 10 HP plus 5. Wait, no, it says I have 11. What the... So it doesn't give me rainbow. So <laughs> wait, Alice is just a grief card. So Alice just literally is gonna grief me from the end till the end of time now. What the fuck? This is such a bad game. Don't play this. That is terrible. This is such a bad game. <laughs> that is so terrible. Oh my god. Okay, let me look at the fucking shop, dude. Shit, I got three hundred forty-four. <laughs> this is such a bad game. What the fuck? This is such a bad game. <laughs> Not like this. No, 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 Okay, no, so no. I have enough points to get some of the organizations. We need Vanitas, dude. But I, Vanitas is, is 480 points. He's in the KH3 Kyrie Riku Sora level, 480. We need to save, dude. We need a Vanitas. We need a Vanitas. Vanitas. But I could get Zemnus. Zemnus is pretty cool. Or Halloween Sora. Yeah, not on the same level. Marluxia or Larxene or Shion. Or Syax. Yeah, I'll save. Yeah, you should probably save. Holy shit, dude. I'm that like I'm ten thousand. I was half joking about like how depressed this makes me. I'm so depressed after that. <laughs> that is terrible. Good thing I didn't like do that and then go try to interview Demo because I would just been like, yeah, whatever, man. Yeah, what's up, Demo? Hey Demo, how's it how's it going? Yeah, pretty dude? cool. How's it going, dude? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, you will hear the pre-recorded interview with five-brained, the most wrinkled brain you could yeah. possibly find, Demo, where he, uh, what, what, not just smart. He's not just smart. He's just, like, he's the total package. Dude. He is. He's got, he, he is the total package. He's That's a true. good looking guy. Yeah. He's yeah, got that buttery yeah. smooth voice, that yeah, Australian dude. accent. Dude, when, when we were talking to him, it was probably cut out of the recording, obviously, but like when we were first like, hello, his voice was so loud and booming because we had the speaker turned up, but in my ears, I thought he was the voice of God. Yeah, that's true. That is cut out. And that did happen. Also, a bird came to his window at one point and started tweeting at him like he's fucking Snow White or some shit. <laughs> the guy, the man's just got it going on. Okay. Yeah. And he makes great Kingdom Hearts content. Not people know him for Union Cross, but he's out here making like these, these theory videos and and working on these different different just you know videos. Excellent content. Excellent content, dude. So go check him out. Go subscribe if you haven't. And if you if you're like, I'm not sure Demo's worth my subscription. After you listen to this interview, your mind will be changed. I promise you. So check that out. And then when that's done, 
We won't be done. We won't be done. We'll be coming back for the question of the week because we couldn't go. We can't just not do the question of the week every time we have an interview. You know what I mean? True. Unless true. we could. Maybe we could. But we're not, we're not doing it this time. We got to plan it if we're going to do that. So we will be back with Demo, and then uh, we'll see uh, the future versions of Mike and Jason that are talking to you right now. We'll see you guys uh, after for the question of the week. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ansem Report podcast. And we have a very, very special guest with us today. A man who needs no introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway. You've gone to him for your your Union Cross story, your Dark Road story, mm-hmm. and everything around and in between. The man, the myth, the legend himself, Demo279 is here with us. Welcome, Demo. <laughs> Thanks, boys. My of second course, favorite Mike and Jay on the internet. Thanks for having me. <laughs> the second I'm favorite. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anyway, dude, first I got to say thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been a long time coming. Um, ever since we started having guests or even mentioned wanting to have guests, everybody has been like, when's Damo coming on? When's Damo coming on? When's Damo coming on? And I, at the time when we first started, I didn't really know you very well. So it was like, I, I don't that know. That was like scary, dude. Yeah, I was like, big, big Mr. YouTuber Damo. <laughs> He's not like going to come really on our cool. podcast. But now here, here we are. And uh, it's awesome. So thank you, man, for coming on. No, man, you guys have seemed like I have a lot of fun all the time. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to come and chat to you guys. Waste the audience's time for a couple of hours. Above all else, we like to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At the detriment of the podcast, we just have fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's, it's funny because I remember early on when we started doing this podcast, Jason, I tasked Jason with doing this Union Cross segment because yeah. they're, <laughs> while we're not big Union Cross fans, me and him, we, there's a big you know segment of the Kingdom Hearts fandom that loves Union Cross and they only like Union Cross, some of them. And so I said, hey, we, you should start playing Union Cross and we can like kind of chronicle everything. But you got to do like a catch up segment. And he's like, OK. And he came to me, and said, hey, there's this guy, Damo, that true. That I found true story. on YouTube. 100 percent true story. And he has like I've looked for other people, but like they don't do it as well. He just explains things really well. He's, he seems really cool, too. And that was like probably two years ago now. Right. Oh, yeah. Easily. So we started watching you for like union cross stuff. Even when we stopped doing the union cross stuff, whenever, whenever a new story update comes out, I go, okay, we got to see what Damo says about this. We got to see what, <laughs> um, and I, even in our community, people go, Hey, um, good thing. Damo's playing union cross. So I don't have to. And things like that. <laughs> How does it feel being the yeah. union cross man, the sacrificial lamb? Yes. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I get that a lot. If it's like, Oh, thank God. Someone's playing this game. And it's like, you know, it's not that bad, but like, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the ironic thing is like, it, it's, it's probably as a game less popular than it's ever been. Like for sure. But it's better than it's ever been at the same time. Like they, they legitimately, the improvements made to it, over the last, I think we're coming out, I think we're at like five years now, right? Yeah. Have literally made it, like, I think, a pretty good mobile game. Like, you can get, I mean, I've done it, like, I, you know, in extreme masochism, I've done a speed run of it, like, because I just wanted to get to the new JP story content mm-hmm. on a fresh account, or on my own account, I should say. And you, you don't have to pay to do anything. Like, I got to the, <laughs> in one, what was it, like a 10 hour stretch, I think it was. I got from beginning to end in just one sitting. Oh, that's unprofessional. God. Um, I don't know if you heard my phone notification. Yeah, we, just, we heard it. We heard it. That's okay. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Um, but it's like, you don't have to pay to do anything if you don't want to. Like, yeah, right. of course there's going to be like the ball and the chain and the sort of like hooks to try and, to try and get you to spend money. Yeah. 
Well, like the power creep, like is is pretty crazy. So like all that early stuff is like you do one of the like pulls that you get with like some of the gems, and you can just like power through a ton of shit. With through absolutely yeah. any content, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you exactly right, like if you take the starting jewels they give you, you'll be completely powerful. Like there's literally nothing that would be out of st- well. I mean, apart from like the the super strong content and the ranked stuff, then yeah, like you won't be able to compete yeah. there. But yeah. But that's like any game, I guess. Like you shouldn't expect to be right the uber god powerful on day one. Like, well, and I think a lot of people that would get into Union Cross, they're not like, "Yo, I really want to do this end game content." Their their exactly. idea is, "I want to get to the story." Right? Exactly. Yeah, and that that's all there. The, the The biggest hurdle, in my opinion, is the grind that like lets you get to the new content. Yeah, it's a it's a grind. Like there's what it's like a mission of four hundred, I think, where the title screen for the game shows up, and there's no, almost nothing of of any value before that. Um, they finally let you skip a whole host of quests at a time. That I guess that was like a year and a half ago now. Where yeah, I think that was around when I skip from cutscene to cutscene, yeah. which is fantastic. It literally probably cuts the amount of quests you need to do by literally probably sixty to seventy percent, if yeah. not more. Um, which in a game with you know nine hundred quests, that's pretty important. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and obviously you miss out on some rewards, but. You know, again, most people would just are like, okay, well, I'd like to, I'd like to play all the Kingdom Hearts games. I'm sure I'll give this one a chance, but it really does a good job of just scaring people away before they even get in the door. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, you've got your your medals and your guilds and your cards and your you know percentages and your this and your special attack multipliers and your that and your and it's like there's chips and dales and sids and there's so many different like currencies and everything else, and they just expect you to know it all. <laughs> yeah. I- that's been my experience because I've logged into Union Cross just to get gems for or jewels for Dark Road, right? Yeah. And they just hit you with like 20 things. You got this and this and this and this and yeah, this, 100%. this board and this thing. And I'm just like, I, there's like Dark Road. I started from the beginning. I understand all the systems. Right. I understand that Union Cross had like a similar like beginning. And that's, where exactly it was the, that's exactly it. Yeah. Pretty bare bones. But like now it, I can't imagine jumping into Union Cross based on the way they treat you when you first log in where it's just yeah, all this dude. stuff. Yeah, heaven help you if you log in on like the seventh of a month, uh, the second of a month, I should say, because you're going to get like all the new stuff from the week and all the new stuff from the month, and you'll literally be there for two minutes going, okay, yeah. okay. I, okay, I stopped I going care. to get the jewels. <laughs> I stopped for Dark Road. I was just like, I, this isn't worth it. This isn't worth the hundred yeah. jewels I'm going to get. <laughs> that's mental. That's complete. I mean, but it's understandable, right? Like, and that, right. I think that's the biggest problem the game has is just that it just doesn't seem all that fun to play. <laughs> like, it just seems like a chore. I, I played a ton of, um I think, Brave Exvius, I think that's what it's called, or something, mm-hmm. it's something similar to that. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's the same type of game where, you know, you have your your stars, you you star up your, instead of, of it being, like, medals or whatever, it's, you have just, like, actual, like, characters that you use. Sure. Um, and, and they have the similar thing where it's like, oh, if you swipe to the right or whatever, it does, like, a super attack. You swipe up, it's, like, their super, super attack or something like that, right? Um, so I was, like, I knew a bunch of gotcha like elements so it wasn't as scary to me the main thing and i remember like we talked about it what really took me out of it was the fact that the global version was so far behind in the story yeah because i i didn't mind the going through you know you you have your and and what's really cool and one of the things that i i've ragged on dark road about especially like when i was playing it right at the beginning is that there's so many different avenues for progression that you can go through to get stronger 
in Union Cross. And it's really cool. And you can kind of just get lost in one segment of it for quite a while. Like if you're mm-hmm. just doing story missions, just boom, 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 boom. Like yeah, yeah. you can get a lot of progression off of just that. There, there being so many in Union Cross and then Dark Road coming out and having like... That's one. That's the just one. <laughs> one. Yeah, like you just auto farm. That's it. That's <laughs> like, it. Yeah. It was really jarring, but... I think it's a I think it's a pretty good game. It's just the fact that the story to me being delayed really sucks. And that's why we're grateful for you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's the reason for my existence. No, it's it's the most <laughs> frustrating thing to me is that I mean, I don't know how familiar you guys are, but yeah, I mean, once upon a time Union Cross was completely behind in all forms of content, in the new medals, in, you know, absolutely everything. You mm-hmm. get it four months behind. And then Jeez. I mean, I don't want to pat myself on the back too much here, but like I started covering, hey, don't buy any of this stuff because we can literally see the roadmap for what's coming in four months time. So just save for this, save for this. And like, it wasn't just me doing it. There are plenty of other people too, but like I would right, make right. videos where it was like, hey, here's literally categorically everything coming out over the next four months. So save for the one coming out in two and a half, save for the one coming out in four. Don't buy anything until then. And then right, all of right. a sudden they're like, hey- Hey, what if we just accelerated the content schedule for everything except the story, as if just to spite me? <laughs> so, oh my god! <laughs> so literally, we get everything now within a few hours of the JP getting it for both versions of Union Cross. Um, okay. Except the story, the story is still right, that four right. month delay. <laughs> it's like, Jeez. So you could, I mean, to me, I, I figure that's got to be the harder part, right? It's literally reorganizing your yeah. entire meta and systematically making it so that we catch up. Except. They can do that and they can, you know, they can evidently drop Dark Road at practically the same time, but they are just choosing not to catch us up on the story. It just, it's insane to me because that's what surely so many people care about. And there's a bird outside my window. All right. <laughs> Let me mute myself. Uh, what I was going to say was that that shows to me the fact that Dark Road is so on par story-wise with um, the, the Japanese version, the English version, yeah, the, yeah. the, you know, global version, global yeah, yeah. version are on par shows to me that like what Nomura said about not caring as much about Dark Road or that he doesn't think about Dark Road. Like that's totally true where Union Cross, the story to him is still of importance. Mm-hmm, and that's yeah. like, that's what it means to me is that he's like, well, you know, this can come out at the same time, but this, no, this is a little more important. Yeah. And, and I, well, it leads me to believe that we're going to get more and better story from that game than we are going to get from Dark Road for sure. Yeah. Well, I also think it's like, it was like really frustrating for me because I'm like trying to like rationalize it. Right. I'm like, okay, like it makes sense for them to f- do this in Japanese first. You know, it's, it's the fucking sure. language of the company that totally makes fine. it right. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. But like the localization is not the same. It's just, it's like, yeah, there's like a little bit that you would have to know to like not have like broken like English or whatever in the, or like mistranslation or whatever in it. But it's not like you're having like voice lines recorded and stuff like right. that. It's not the same process. So it's a little weird that it's not just delayed a little bit to get that just localized for everybody and then just like delay the overall release instead of having it like four months. Yeah, behind. four months is exactly it. Four it's months crazy. is unacceptable. Like in, in, in the <laughs> when we can literally have every and any spoiler revealed in 10 seconds after it comes out on Twitter, it's right. like. If anyone cares about the story, they are going to get spoiled. That's literally unavoidable. Like, what are you going to just go into complete internet blackout right. of anything spoiler related for four months? Like, if you care at all about Union Cross and you follow it on the internet, 
you will know what happens. It's literally unavoidable. Yeah, it's like as, as simple as just like, okay, screenshot on my phone, open Twitter, boom. Everyone's spoiled. <laughs> like, yeah. If they're idiots like me that aren't streaming it and anything else that you can, there's like, obviously information, you know, shares itself rapidly, yeah. rapidly. So like, especially anything hype, anything hype is like, zoom, right. everyone know about this. So it's just wild to me. And I, I've gone back and forth thinking about like, okay, why, like literally why are they doing this? Because I've, I've tried to reach out to the Square Enix reps and be like, look, I, I, I know obviously it's not you doing this, obviously not your decision, but like, can you just impress upon them that like, this is insane. And if anything, I think it's hurting the overall story because people start feeling disconnected. Yeah. They hear the oh, story yeah. secondhand and then they go, uh, well, that's that Union Cross thing, whatever, I'll catch up with it later. And oh, yeah, definitely. given how important it is to the overall series, I mean, I don't know, I guess we'll segue into this, like... I think there's a huge contingent of the fan base that is just like, the story is just, it's dumb. Like, whatever, I'm just here for the gameplay now. Like, and I, I think Union Cross is partially responsible for that because it's so hard to get into. It's so long. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I agree that Union Cross is partly responsible because one of the things you hear that type of person say is, what do you mean I got to play a mobile game in order to understand the story, right? Yeah, it's unacceptable, and, yeah. And before Union Cross, it was, man, I got to play a 3DS game or I got to play a Game right. Boy Advance game, right? And so it's right. it's that that hatred for that stuff has transferred just to like Union Cross and Dark Road now because that's those are the mobile games now, yeah. not the 3DS or whatever. And right? in a way, it's more accessible because more people have it's like free. smartphones and it's free yes. than have yes. like a 3DS, right? But yes. It's still very inaccessible in the fact that the story doesn't update. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's insane that they under obviously understand that given that they're like, okay, this is literally the all-in-one package of Kingdom Hearts. You can buy this a disc and ha- up, up until the point, you can buy this one disc <laughs> and have every piece of Kingdom Hearts content ever released. Oh, except the mobile game, which is 100% necessary going forward. And you need to play that too. And we just don't know what to do with that. So, <laughs> I don't know. Good luck. We have a movie about it, but it's not... It doesn't cover the newer stuff, so it's kind of just the older, like, the browser game, not the mobile game, and it's so... I mean, even then, it's, like, covering part of the story from another side. It's right. It's not even really, like... Which is a really cool movie, but it doesn't... People, like... I love it. People yeah. go into it going, this is going to explain everything I need to know about this, and it doesn't at all. I remember watching it the first time. It's like the chapter one yeah. of the story. Right. <laughs> not being initiated. I, I remember watching, because, you know... I, I, I lapsed on Kingdom Hearts for a little bit between two and three. And mm-hmm. I, I remember watching um, back cover with Jason and he had seen it and we were watching it. And I was I go, wait, that's all there is. <laughs> I was yeah. like, wait, I thought this was going to explain more to me. Anything. Me. Yeah. Which I mean, that's that's a fair thing to just assume going in anyway, given that, OK, the first collection comes out, it has a day's recap. The second collection comes out, it has a RE coded recap. And then you're like, oh, okay, I guess this will be the, you know, in the third collection, this will be the mobile game recap. Cool. And you get, you get an hour of, you know, the foretellers just having mood swings at each other. And you're like, what the hell? I, what? Is that what the game was? Right. Yeah. And, and it's I not. guess at that point, it kind of <laughs> like it is, but it's not. <laughs> I was so confused about, uh, about Union Cross after watching that. Cause I didn't. And then eventually when, you know, we started doing the podcast and Jason dove into it more now. I completely like not completely understand because I don't think anybody completely understands, but I get the <laughs> idea of what happened in Union Cross and, and but I and I and I really appreciate back cover for what it is because I think it's a really cool look into those foretellers that we're probably like going to see more. Oh yeah, um, especially I said my favorite dude, well, just Angry Bear Man. 
Grumpy Batman, yeah. <laughs> My favorite. Yeah, it, the all the scenes were like they're in the the room, like they're having their one-on-one with the master masters and like their name is on there. Like those are like such iconic scenes and done really well. And I it makes you want more, for sure. And so I I hope that there's something that they do once all of this Union Cross stuff is said and done in like a similar fashion because I think a lot of people really liked it. I feel like they're gonna, they're gonna have to. I mean, and the cool thing is, I guess they've already got the assets, right? Like, right. you've got an FMA model, you've got all the day breakdown stuff. Like, in terms of actually creating new content, surely that wouldn't be the biggest possible stretch to just set a bunch of cutscenes there. Um, I think you've already got the hill, like the very first scene where the master's talking to Ira. I'm assuming they can just make that the hill that overlooks Daybreak Town if it isn't already. Right. So like, right. that's, I mean, that's pretty much all you need. Mm-hmm. Like most yeah. of the content of the game takes yeah. place on one of those two <laughs> locations. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in Union Cross, it's not like they're going every which place. <laughs> well, when they are, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like, oh, exactly, uh, yeah. the player character's in uh, Agrabah Candy, again. Candy Rush still. <laughs> Who cares? It doesn't matter to anything. Even though that some of that Game Central Station stuff starts... I think yeah. that might be important. That yeah. starts getting important, I think. If uh, we're getting to, yeah, <clears throat> dubiously real worlds, that yeah. might be exactly. important. All right, before we get it, before we get on to the all of the five brain <laughs> stuff, I we we like to you know um, kind of introduce a different side of creators when we have them on the podcast the first time they're on with a, with a couple different questions and and demo. I want I want to figure out. When's the first time you remember interacting with something Kingdom Hearts and what was it? Okay. <laughs> I guess the first time it ever entered my brain was when I guess I'm in either like late, we call it primary school. Well, I guess, what do you guys call it? Elementary anyway, school? So seventh grade, elementary school. There you go. That's okay. uh, middle um, school. That'd probably be middle school. Yeah. Seventh grade. Okay. Yeah. Well, somewhere about that age. And I see an ad for this game comes on and I don't know at the time, but the simple and clean is playing. Okay, and okay. there's all these Disney characters and it's like, you gotta follow your heart to beat the darkness. Follow hearts and hearts and put the darkness play. And I'm like, <laughs> this looks stupid. What is this garbage I'm seeing? The ad keeps playing over and over again. I'm trying to watch SpongeBob and it keeps playing over and over again. I'm sick of this Man, crap. Dude. And then, I don't know, like, I guess a few months later, my friend's like, hey, you know, we were, I guess going off for like school holidays. So we're probably not going to see many friends for a while. That's That's how my... That's how it works for me anyway. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, you yeah. gotta check out this game. You gotta check out this PS2 game. And he just hands me Kingdom Hearts 1. I'm like, what is this? And it's got that platinum, that like really silver glowing um, cover art. That, yeah, yeah. that like, like acrylic kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what is, what is this? And yeah, basically took it home and was just like completely obsessed. Like immediately started playing it. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be a problem for me. And here we are, uh over ten years later, I've ruined my life yeah, basically yeah. making endless content about the game. <laughs> Shout out to uh, whoever yeah. that was. Fuck you, Matt. Yeah, you've ruined my life, buddy. Yeah, Thanks, Matt, you. way to go, dude. Dude, shout out to Matt. He's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Matt helped create the demo we know and love today. That's exactly right. That's exactly what, right. What's really funny about that story? is I expected it to go one way and you swerved me because most people, when they talk about that simple and clean commercial, 
it's this like big hit of nostalgia and they they saw it and it was such a cool commercial and you were like what is this garbage <laughs> i'm trying to watch spongebob <laughs> so i think that's really funny that you had a different look on it because most people will go yeah i saw the commercial and i had to play it because i'm like that i remember seeing the commercial and going yeah. this is so cool what is this song this is disney characters this is what the heck is this and having to play it but you were like yeah this this is stupid what is this it's not playing this ad i guess because like Maybe in Australia, I don't have as strong of a connection to Disney as a lot of, I guess, mm. Americans would. Okay. Um, that makes sense. We don't have, you know, the parks scattered around. I mean, okay, I, especially like I'm over in the West. We like, we have literally one quote unquote theme park where it has like a roller coaster and the, and the teacups on it. And that's like, that's it. Mm. Um, <laughs> and like a couple of water slides. So we, I guess we just don't have a strong connection in general. Like we, we obviously, we are very familiar with Disney properties and stuff. And like, we'd have mm. all the... Or the v- like a lot of friends would have the VCRs of all the different movies when I, you know, you go to the house as a kid, but um, not really. Like my parents didn't really have them for me, so I, I guess I just didn't have a huge connection with Disney at the time. Yeah, that makes just, sense. Like, you just you know of it. Um, we had the opposite of that in my house, where my aunt was bu- every time a new Disney movie came out on VHS, she was buying us the movie and you know all right, that. So. Right. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense actually. Because I, I, if you would have asked me then, I wouldn't have said it was the Disney because I was like. I was a little older, I think, than the target demographic. I was just like, there was just something cool about it. But it was probably a lot to do with the Disney and, and the nostalgia for those movies and stuff growing up. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Why did you start making uh, Kingdom Hearts content, Demo? What what got you into that? <laughs> um, well, I, I guess I sort of realized that, oh, I, I can. It's going to sound mm-hmm. crazy. Like, I, I used to, I could, well, still do, consume so much YouTube content. And, um, I mean, eventually I found out like, oh, people make videos for Unicross. That's crazy. I guess I'll check them out. And I guess there were like a couple, two or three bigger names at the time making content. And I'd sort of see it and I'd be like, yeah, there's one guy's doing okay. One guy just seems to have, with respect, no idea what the hell's going on. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's wrong. And like, because I, I remember I just got burned by something. There was a medal that came out. And again, if someone had warned me, which it easily could have done because there was a roadmap of like, hey, you need to save up X amount of jewels for this thing. Don't just waste them all the first chance you get. I would have been like, oh, yeah, then I'll save up and I'll get this thing. And I was like, oh, I could just do that. I could just be like the guy that says, hey, save for this. So I got a, literally got a new phone and I had the YouTube gaming app on it. And I was like, huh. And there's a button there that just says start recording. And I go, huh. I hit the button. And yeah, sure enough, it's like select which game you want to play. You just click on at the time, Kingdom Hearts Unchained key. And it pops up in that window and it pops up in a little camera <laughs> with your face on it. And I, re- I yeah, just started I remember, talking. I remember seeing those, where like watching those old videos. Because like when yeah, I like first found awful. your channel and stuff, being like, oh, let me see like what this like started as, like going <laughs> back and like, watching all of them. And like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I could clearly see like the little window or whatever it pops up, like on yeah. some Skype shit, like... <laughs> It's literally if you see that window, it's me holding the phone in my hand and trying to record the entire video in one take. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Which is such a far cry from my, like my overly scripted stuff right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny about that is like, I, I I've always said you know you, you, your first answer to that was well I realized I could and it's like that's like such a huge moment for anybody because I remember when I had mm-hmm. that moment I well I I didn't like you know watch a lot of YouTube at the time. And then my friend showed me this five nights at Freddy's video, Markiplier video. 
Mm-hmm. And I was kind of obsessed with that for a minute. Cause it's like, that's such a scary fucking game that exists, you know? And then I started just watching more Markiplier and then I started watching other people. And then I was like, I found people like Markiplier's great and all. Um, I don't really watch him a lot these days, but I found some people to where I was like, wait, th- th- like Markiplier, he has this really cool voice and all that. And he's a handsome dude and all that. But then I found some people where I was like, wait, th- this person does this. I could fucking do that. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I think, I think there's that like realization that like, okay, there's, there's this guy that's doing a poor job of this. I can do that too. And I just think it's really funny when, um, people have that realization and they're like cognitive of it. Cause I don't think everybody is, but I remember I, I'm not going to say the name of the person, but I saw a channel where I was like, wait, this guy's doing let's plays. I can do this. And that's, I went and I got my computer and I got, you know, blah, 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 and just started doing it. And my videos are yeah. absolutely terrible. They're still up on our YouTube channel. They're just bad <laughs> buried. I played like happy wheels and like, <laughs> I didn't have money to buy a bunch of games. So I played some shitty flash games and like, you know, they're terrible videos. I still have them up. Like I said, I, I had always wanted to do, I mean, I, I just a little bit like, cause again, once I re- like, it's that perceived barrier to entry. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's that, yeah. that huge mental block of like, no, it's impossible, you know? Cause especially if you start watching more popular people, they've got the whole studio set up. They might have a, a team of people plus editors right. and everything else. And it just, it just seems so impossible. But then you get started and you're like, I mean, oh, you're going to suck. That's inevitable. You're going to be yes. terrible when you first start out. Like, God, I mean, so ashamed. I mean, even my most popular video, I'm so ashamed of it. It's awful. Like, it's the audio <laughs> quality is just god awful. The editing's probably crap. But I mean, it's like, I mean, how are you gonna get decent at it if you don't? Right. You, know, start, you, got, so. you gotta start. Like, if you if you don't start, you're never gonna do it. Yeah. I mean, you, I'm sure you guys got the same questions as well. Of just like, you know, how'd you get started? And like, it's just like you just you just start. I guess. Like, yeah. You you just you have to just do it, even if you, like you're going to be terrible like that's and a lot of people don't get that. And I see that a lot like I, I'm on Reddit quite a bit and I used to be a member of like a Let's Play Reddit just where I would like lurk. And I see mm-hmm. people all the time still post on it. Man, I posted this video a week ago. It's my first video and it's got like two views. What the hell? And it's like, yeah, it's going to be not fun and bad at first as far as like. You're not going to get a ton of recognition and your video quality is going to be good, but you keep doing it and you keep grinding and you get better and better. And that makes like when you can look back and go, look at how bad this was and look at how good this is. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's like, I, Sean is putting together for our hundredth podcast, which is coming up. He's putting together like what the community's favorite clips are. It's really nice of him. He's a really cool dude for doing that. Yeah. He just decided to do it. (laughs) I'm dreading it listening to it on the on the hundredth episode because it's gonna be like such bad takes for me and like <laughs> yeah just I, poor recording quality and it's just it, i know it's gonna be terrible because i'm hoping it's, it's more mike than me it's definitely gonna be more me because i i when we first started the podcast i would say things to like oh so yeah to yeah you would you definitely would to like a lot like a lot of people like bring up hmk to me all the time like i really hate hmk or something but really i would just he's like a big target so i would like make jokes he would make hot takes and then and then like, I'd, I'd attack like not attack him but i'd just be like oh that take sucks hmk da, da, da. Yeah. so like i would say things to get not attention but like to get people talking about stuff and so i know there's rise, gonna be yeah. some of that yeah yeah and i'm just gonna be like oh this is so cringy i can't <laughs> <laughs> demo you you recently not recently i guess it was in it was during the quarantine time which everything seems recent yeah. during that time it's a flash circle you you blew my mind with a video that you made dude where it had been long long accepted that the master oh, masters yeah, was yeah. standing on the square enix building like that was yeah, just yeah. someone said it and they showed you a map and they said this is it 
and everybody was like, all takes, and everybody's go, like okay. yes that's so cool whatever you know case closed and then you make this video where you debunk it <laughs> and not I, just debunk it like piece by piece dismantle it yeah and <laughs> like, i i'm still systematically i watched the video when it came out and then i watched it again last night just to refresh and i'm still shook by it dude what what made you dive back into that and and go over all that and figure that out i just i just go down these rabbit holes and i'm like i don't know i i think i was just like trying to explore shibuya anyway mm-hmm. i was just like floating Ooh. around and thinking like well, that's where he's standing, and I think I can see the that particular building in the background. I'm like, well, then that can't be the Square Enix building, can it? And I was like, okay, well, I guess we have the technology to find this out, so let's let's just go exploring. And I, I literally just set out just to, for my own curiosity to find out where he was standing. It's like, okay, no worries. And I mean, I, I was probably talking to like Water at the time, or one of those guys I was like, oh yeah, this is that. And then the fact that the building he was standing on was called like Hikarie and I was like, ah, wah, 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 wah. like <laughs> it's probably not that big of a deal, but just the fact that I just ha- like stumbled across it and I was like, there's no freaking way the master of masters was standing on a building named after like the light. There's no way right. that's true. I'm like, I must be. Okay. <laughs> Red flags. So I don't know. I- yeah. Well, what blew my mind about it too, is that, that like it's a pretty faithful recreation of Shibuya that they're in in the Yozora uh, commercial that plays in 100%. Toy Story World, right? 100%. And they're on top of a building that wasn't even finished by the time Kingdom Hearts came out. Yeah, that's wild to me. That's completely that blows, insane. Yeah, it, like it's I, so accurate. It's so accurate. <laughs> I was just like, what in the actual? When you, when yeah, you like said they that, got the fucking blueprint for this I building. Yeah, yeah, I assume. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Unless Nomura is a time traveler, like I don't yeah, know. Right. Oh my it's god! It's possible. Oh dude. my fucking god! Stop! It's possible. <laughs> and um, I I don't want to talk. I don't want to give away the whole video because I want people listening to go watch the video. Yes, please. But man, some of the stuff that you bring up there is just um, five head. That's the only way to describe it, man. And it, it <laughs> if you still okay, I know there's some of you sitting there crossing your arms, going, "No, he's on the Square Enix building. I know it." Just because one guy said that, no, go watch the video. And if you still feel that way, fine, after you watch the video. But I don't know how you would, because Demo presents some pretty uh, compelling evidence that he is And, not like, we wanted Enix. it to be the Square yes. Enix building. <laughs> like, you don't understand. Like, I wanted it to be the Square Enix building. Just because, you know, like, that's, like, that's insane, right? Right. right. And all that, like, but I think also, partially, the fact that it's a building that's, like, the light or whatever also is just crazy as well yes but it's not the same it's a different kind of crazy but it yeah. is crazy yeah I, I mean i had assumed that for forever and i was like literally just going past and thinking like oh well, oh maybe it's not i mean it looks like it's it looks like it's here that he's standing not all the way over in in shinjuku it looks like he's standing right here and i, I had just assumed that you know because i mean i i do kind of think the master of masters is a pretty big namora analogy like right I just assumed, yeah, he's definitely standing on the square building. Like, why wouldn't he be? That makes complete sense. And it was like, oh, oh, hang on. Maybe he's not, actually. I just think it's funny how information, like, disseminates through, like, Twitter and online discourse. And it's like, I just saw, I read a post once, and evidently we just, we saw the same information. Yep. And just it's now accepted as clear, stone-cold fact that, no, he's, he's standing on the, on the square in his building. Well, that's actually what I was going to say. You just reminded me, is that it was literally days after, you know, um, KH3 came out. KH3 came out that people were saying yeah. that. 
And I remember yeah. we talk about it and even on one of our podcasts where we're just we look we're looking at the Google Maps of it and going, yeah, look, that's where that building is. And that's where the screenings building is. And da, 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 da. and we didn't even think of the fact that there's not a skyscraper next to him next to that Square Enix building that like there is in the shot. And that blew my mind, too, that that building is the building that Yozora and his buddies and the nameless star or Stella or whatever we want to call her that she's on that build the building right next to the master of masters. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's all together. And so, yeah. Anyway, guys go check out that video by demo when you can, it's a really good one. What, uh, go check out all demos videos. Cause he's, he's a five head and he, he, he's the man dude. He has a lot of, a lot of really smart things to say about kingdom hearts theories and union cross stuff. <laughs> Before we just kind of we, we, we're, we're going to we're going to freeform just talk about Melody Memories ending in a minute, because I know that's what people want us to talk about. And that's what I want to talk about. But before we do that, we have this tradition when we have a guest on the show demo. I don't know if you're familiar, but we have the 13 questions as sponsored by Master Zanor and the organization 13, where <laughs> we're going to ask you 13 rapid fire questions. Rapid you have to answer them questions. as soon as you get the answer to your brain, you just let us the first thing out that came to your brain. No, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. But we like to we like to pretend it is. <laughs> um, you can take your time and answer them. Just um, don't be like water and have to Google your favorite Disney movie. And then Google it. Google yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. okay. that's that that's a no no. Despicable. But, uh, are are you ready to answer the thirteen <laughs> questions demo? Can I Bing my answers instead? You can Bing. Yeah, Bing's allowed. Okay. Or uh, right. Duck Duck Go. Is that duck, one? Duck Duck Go instead. Okay, you got it. I'm sorry. What? Isn't that a search website? Is, is that, that search engine? Yeah. Is that real? <laughs> I, I think it is. Hmm. What's the one that like plants trees? Use that one. Yeah, there you go. Make, make it. I don't know what one that is, but <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I know it exists. All right, Demo. What is your favorite Kingdom Hearts game? Two. Two. Okay, my man. Okay, okay. My man. We're rapid firing. We're rapid firing. It's literally yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, number two. Yeah, yeah. What is your favorite non Kingdom Hearts game? <laughs> Ooh. Um. Five, four, sure. three, two, one, go. Uh, uh. <laughs> Looking to my left. Uh. Shit. Uh, Death Stranding. Show up. Death Stranding. Ooh. Oh, I don't know. That game freaked <laughs> me out, dude. On so many, so it's many times, game. man. We, I, I only played a couple hours of it. Yeah, and I want to go back to it, but like I think another game came out that I was more into or something. But yeah, that game that game's got some some creepy levels of, yeah. of creepy bullshit in it. Um, favorite Kingdom Hearts character? It's gonna be Sora. Right? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, dude, that's yeah. that's exactly what Tatsu said because it's like it's Sora, man. He's our guy. He's who you control. He's such a nice boy. There's so many things about Sora that are likable, and I don't I don't know why he gets so much hate. You know? Yeah, he's not the smartest dude. Okay. That's fine. He's smarter than Terra is. He saves the world like five times. Yeah. I think it's like, it's the entire like thesis statement of the entire series there, right? Like, yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, 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 they're your friends are your power and be kind to everybody you meet. And and I think what like really hammers it into like why he's really my favorite character is because like when you play BBS and he's just like little Sora. And Sora seems like he's not the main character because it's like Tara looks at Riku and is like, yo, Riku, here's a Keyblade. And then right, yeah. like, it's kind of like everyone just is glancing past this kid who's going to end up saving everybody else. Yeah. So like that, like, I love how they did that. Yeah. And definitely. then playing through them throughout the game. So it's just really good. Just even, just even the fact that you mentioned something tangentially related to blank points, I literally just felt all the hair stand up on the back of my, like, on the right. back of my arm. <laughs> yeah, it's dude. It's such, just that blank end section so where they're good. all like, saying Sora's name. It's like, oh, yeah. oh Sora. my God. Sora. It's too good. 
All right, Damo. Best uh, Kingdom Hearts waifu. Ooh. Uh, Aqua? Is she the only one that's over <laughs> I don't know. That's the, that's the best answer, my friend. You, did, you nailed answer. it. You nailed it. Kari's uh, grandmother. Uh, you passed. You passed. <laughs> Officer, he's okay. Uh, you, you guys can leave now. Yeah, you're, you're, we, <laughs> uh, favorite Disney movie? Uh, Tarzan. Ooh. I've, I've seen I've I've seen shockingly few. Hmm. Okay. At least you didn't have to Google it though. That's true. Tarzan <laughs> is a good answer though. Oh yeah. I, Tarzan might be my secret favorite Disney movie, dude. Also, when he's like, ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh. Oh, that's I felt that, part. dude. That's I the felt best that. Part. I felt that. <laughs> the best part. <laughs> uh, what's your What's your favorite Keyblade? Uh, Into the Earth. Ooh. I don't even know what that one is. Jason's not gonna lie. Uh, Terra, lingering will. Well, I, oh. I guess yeah, relegated to lingering will now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, like the first time you see that in uh, the KH two secret ending. It's a really then, cool keyblade. I don't know, man. Yeah, something about it just does it for me. I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's. I just one. had like a crazy <laughs> flashback to when we did trivia on the charity stream, and yeah. and you, all those really like how many keyblades have eyes in them? Yeah. I was, I was <laughs> like, curse, eye. curse you, Demo. <laughs> And of course, Shibuya Gato answered all of them correctly, like yeah. instantly. We, well, and also like made you question it too. Like, right. <laughs> we yeah, got, I was not prepared to be scrutinized like yeah. that. <laughs> we got we got set up in that trivia. That was a, that was a hard setup by yeah, Mister Bio Roxas. Yeah, he set us up. And then you guys stayed in our freaking in our call. So like when you guys are talking to like the chat and stuff. And like talking about stuff, we're like just distracted as shit. Yeah. We're just like whatever, dude. We got set up hard, dude. <laughs> set up hard on that one. It was so fun. <laughs> that was a good time though. Um, what's your favorite Kingdom Hearts song? Oh god. Yeah, um, no, it's tough. Somehow like the hardest of being like character keyblade. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> um so this is coming closer to Googling, but I can like Spotify my most recently, like most played one. No, no, no I'll just say, um, I guess one of the, one of the Yazora ones at the end is probably current favorite, but that will change on an hourly basis of this. Like, right. That's fair. Whatever I'm currently listening to. That's um, fair. Man, the KH3 soundtrack on Spotify is so good. It's so good. Like the what orchestral version of Face of My Fears. Actually, yeah, screw that. Orchestral version of Face of My Fears. Okay. Mm. All right. All right. It might be the goat. It's so, like, there are, there's so many good ones. There are, it's unbelievable how good that soundtrack is. But yeah, yeah orchestral version of Face of My Fears is amazing right now. Yeah. Dude, totally. And I've been listening to this, ver this like, remix version of uh, Face of My Fears, like a fan-made one. Mm -hmm. Shout out to uh, my boy, uh, Proper Artist. He's, he's, he's the boy. He was listening to... Uh, this like remixed version of face my fears and just like the whole beat and everything it, it, like they don't even really do it's it's more of like a loop um honestly it's so freaking good everybody check that out check out prop he's a great guy yeah props a man what world that hasn't been used in kingdom hearts demo would you want in the next kingdom hearts game so disney related um it could be square related too if you really wanted well, to. Well, I guess this is the question, right? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's let's pretend that we haven't played Melody Memory yet. Um, see, I'm out of my element because I, I literally don't know that many Disney properties. It's, it's it's stupid to say, but like I'm just trying to think of a Pixar movie. Oh, Cars. Yeah, there you go. Cars. Cars. Okay. cars hell yeah. Okay. Sora. Don I'm you on the spot the with this. Yeah. Are they actually cars when they go into the world? You gotta you gotta race the race. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> 
I think Goofy would be some kind of like van or like pickup truck or something. He looked like the Mystery Ink one. <laughs> the the Scooby Doo van? Yeah. The mystery machine? Yeah. Oh man. Donald, change my tires. Sorry, buddy. I'm gonna cast fire instead. <laughs> Who's the best Xehanort demo? I feel like it's you know, you're asking me a loaded question here. Yeah, I I am. <laughs> Rapid fire, my guy. <laughs> I like all of them. Uh uh. <laughs> I like Xemnas. I like him. I like yeah. I like the two OGs, but I love Xemnas. I just that whole the voice. Shout out to Paul. Yeah, it's really funny because we had Tatsu on last, and no one's answered Xemnas yet. And someone was yeah. like, "Why is nobody giving Xemnas any love?" So I'm glad that Damo, yes, Damo's <laughs> given the boy some love. Champion of the people. We love Xemnas. <laughs> you got it. You respect Billy Zane's performance. Like it's right. so just. I it's classic. His voice is so it's good. So and good. If we could rename the podcast to the Zemnis Report podcast, we would. Um, <laughs> but that makes no sense. Okay, what's your favorite song to play in Melody of Memory? Um, it might be... Oh, I can't think of the name of it now. Um, oh, uh, no, no. Uh, Young Zaynot's Battle Theme. Uh, Le, I, I will never be able to think of the name. Yeah, sure. I believe you. <laughs> but Le yeah. Porto Escurto. I'm sorry, everyone's triggered. Yeah, li, li, uh, one of Impressive. one of our Discord members, shout out to, and one of our mods on Twitch, Wildcat Diana, uh, she oh, yeah, chastises me every time <laughs> that I say it, and she'll like send me like voice clips of her saying it so I can say it right, and then I just ignore her because I'm bad at speaking. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Diana, Limpeto. for being patient with Oscuro, me. maybe. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's something like, like that. that sounds close enough. All right, so we got three yeah. questions left, Demo. Mm-hmm. This next one is our question of the week because we do, mm-hmm. you know, we do the question of the week on the podcast. This one's a little, a little weird. <laughs> if you could give Goofy and Donald different classes, like right now they're a defender and a, and a mage uh, for right. like the next version of Kingdom Hearts, what, what classic kind of D&D or Final Fantasy style class would you give each of them? You can take time to think of this one because it's a kind of, kind of an out there question. I guess because it's a weird it's, one. It's, Donald's like what a red mage right now, right? Like if he can do offensive and defensive spells. I think he's I more of a black mage blue? right now. But you're yeah. right, he can cure, which would normally be a white mage. A red mage, yeah, I guess he's a red mage because he can do all of it. I, th- I think I that's say, right. Like if we just go like full blown, yeah, like black, where he just gets like I, I mean Zeta flare, but all these spells are like that kind of like well, not all of them, but you know what I mean. Like right, he just gets access to crazy powerful magic and. It should far exceed Sora's. Like, yeah. yeah. One like the transformation, like the, the world order type stuff too. Like See, that yeah, really which fit. It's evidently all he's doing. This is a weird conversation to have, but I would kind of argue that he's already a black mage that just happens to no cure. That, that's, that's a thing. Fair. That's because, a thing. Because he, he knows like, like Duck Flare's an insane spell. Meteor's mm-hmm. an insane spell. Zeta Flare, obviously. It's true. I don't know. I don't know. I guess, yeah, I guess I was thinking like, yeah, arrow and Q. I'm thinking like, yeah, I guess my KH1 mindset still. But yeah, by the end, I suppose he really does have some tools in his tool belt. Does he know stop in KH1? I don't remember. I think, I think so. just sort. Does he know it? Does he? I'm pretty sure he gets everything Sora gets, right? I know he gets arrow. I don't remember if he gets stop or not. I know he doesn't he have magnet. He definitely gets gravity. In two. Yeah, he, he have... definitely gets gravity. He no. spams that shit. I think in KH1 he gets everything Sora that okay. gets, but... I now I'm doubting that. No, no, I'm, well. I just can't picture him saying stop right now in my head. That's that's what's stopping me from, from 
That's slapping you. I, I can hear him. I can hear him. Th- I can hear him say everything else. I can't hear him say stop. Anyway, this is this is this doesn't it's matter. Right. <laughs> Let me walk ahead real quick. And everyone's just like kind of like looking up, buddy. like trying to think and remember. Yeah, we're just like, uh, has he said stop? All right, so you'd make him a more powerful black mage. What about Goof? He's <laughs> got like full blown dragoon with him or something, and just have him like constantly oh, dropping yeah. down lances. Or- oh, I get the yeah. feeling that's going to be Jason's answer too. You already know. His full blown dragoon. Know. <laughs> hey, dude! Anyone just- who's been watching me play Final Fantasy fourteen, they already know dragoon, baby. <laughs> Man. Last two questions are kind of a little more serious questions. Um. Number 12, what does being a member of the online Kingdom Hearts community mean to you? Hmm. Um, well, I mean, I guess it's, it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's really insane that, especially over the last few months, you just get to hang out with really, really, really cool and fun people and just bounce idea, ideas around. And I guess sort of get to maybe live out the idea of the series that, you know, you're meant to connect to different people all over the place and, Make cool friends and yeah, experience stuff you wouldn't otherwise experience on your own. And I don't know, like I like that you can just tweet out something and have instantly a few people be like, "Oh yeah, here's my idea to add to that," or "I disagree entirely." And like, here's why. Like on a good day, if you get like really cool thought out answers to like, even if someone disagrees with you, it's like cool. I love discussing stuff like this. Right. It's, you know, it's awesome having having a network of people to to connect with. Right. So. It, it does feel like it's it's a more recent development with this wave of like Kingdom Hearts like content creators, you know, coming around and 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 um we're all getting to know each other and we're all collaborating and doing really cool things and it's been really awesome. I agree with that 100. percent We were saying earlier when like we said to one of the first people that like we were like, oh, there's this demo guy and he's got you know this Union Cross stuff he does and now we're sitting here just chatting. You know that on, on the podcast, and we yeah. were chatting before after we've done, and so like it's really cool to see, like, this community coming even closer together than it was before with all these like cool creators like Bio and Water and um, Tatsu and and you know e- even some of the old older creators still like hanging around. Like you know I bust HMK's chops a lot, but you know he's still <laughs> doing it. You know, and it's just it's just really cool to see that. Finally. What are your goals for the next year as a, as a content creator, Demo? Um, looking at 2021, thinking like I might want to do some more, like go back to university potentially. So, ooh, nice. Uh, if I could still keep the channel alive at the same time, that'd be nice. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> still somehow find time for it. I like, I like, I really like trying to put in a lot of effort to the videos, and I'm never really happy with them until like just accept. Okay, whatever, I'll just publish it. So I'm just going to try and find a balance of like, okay, at some point you just need to put some content out. Just try and shoot for like maybe one video a month and just keep growing, keep, keep interacting with people, keep trying to make, even if, even if, okay, if I can just like spare a couple of hours a week to do, you know, guest appearances and other people's stuff, like I'd be more right. than happy with that. Right. Um, and help out other people then, sure. Cause I mean, I love making these videos, but obviously it takes a decent bit of time and yeah. Um, not to turn this into, you know, another episode of like, how does bio do this? The podcast, but like, <laughs> God damn, how does psychopath. he like manage to do everything he is able to do? In- well, and like, I'm barely like, we, we haven't really put out a lot of YouTube content lately. We've just been doing the podcast and streaming, but like uh-huh. he's doing, you know, 
a couple videos a week and streaming and doing all this stuff. And then he'll still be like in, in discord, be like, Hey, do you guys got a minute to chat? And I'm like, no, I don't have yeah. a minute to chat. You maniac. I, I have so much <laughs> stuff I'm working on all the time. And he's yeah. like, he's like, Oh, okay. No worries, man. I'll just catch you. You know, he's just such a nice guy and he's such, and a, I'm like, usually asleep and Jason's usually sleeping. That's part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> but so <laughs> he's like, yeah, I don't get how he does it either, man. And I thought we would get some kind of, uh, like look into how he does when we had him on the podcast, but I, I, I'm, I still don't get it. So I, I'm going to have him on the podcast as many times as it takes to figure out how he does everything sure. he does. I might have to like yeah, go to no, his honestly, house. Both, both him and water are just such extraordinarily nice guys. Like they're one of the first people that sort of reached out to me in the little community, I suppose, and have just been nothing but kind and supportive the entire oh, they're time. They're the best, man. Just, yeah. Same, same with us, dude. Honestly, like we didn't, we only really knew Mel. And just kind of like in passing, she was like, oh, I listened to you guys. And we were like, cool. And um, Bion Water, like just reaching out going, hey, uh, do you guys want to do this charity live stream and all this stuff? And they're just like super nice dudes. And then from there, it just kind of and yeah, now became an avalanche of just dope things. Right. And and they're like, con- like Bio's constantly tweeting, oh, man, I'm listening to this really good podcast. The answer, like just like the nicest stuff, dude. Like, and he's just... I don't know how anybody could not like Bioroxis is what I'm going to say because he's just he's just great for real. And you meet a lot of people in life and on on the internet that aren't great, you know, that aren't they're kind of mean or they're uh grumpy or they're whatever it might be, but man, yeah, just the 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 two nicest boys you could ever ask, Water and Bio. Go follow yeah. them everybody. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> but okay, that that does it for the 13 questions demo. Now we can just kind of do I know. How do you feel, man? You you, uh, pressure's off. Pressure's, pressure's off, off. Now we can just chat, dude, about whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> let, let's. I, I I listened to your most recent uh, podcast with with uh, Bio. And Ugh, yeah, yeah, where the power went out on you. Where the power went out. Yeah. Damn. And, and so you could tell they had talked lost, about like, a lot of the stuff I already. Lost all the good stuff. Yeah. I'm so sad. <laughs> like, I felt so bad for you guys listening to it because I could tell that like and you know you guys both are very enthusiastic people so you were doing your best but like you, you like you could tell that like obviously yeah you guys were crushed <laughs> you were garbage. crushed that you would you you had you had had the best podcast that had ever yeah, been done and then dude. it was gone you know what I mean yeah, fucking, it's so deflating oh it's, we had it yeah it'd have been a really fun chat yeah I, I dude I I wish I, I could have heard all of it but <laughs> you guys made some really uh intense points about melody of memory about the ending of that game and um we had also talked about it when you were when you popped on our stream after right when we beat the game and you're like hey do you guys want to talk about this and we were like yeah it's six in the morning we'll talk about it it's like um, yeah it's perfect time to start chatting yeah <laughs> oh yeah but, I'm, not, I'm not doing anything <laughs> but okay and I, okay all right hold on before i say all this Obviously, if you have not beat Melody of Memory yet, you might want to yeah. go do that and come back because we're going to talk this your, about this is your exit point. Yeah, this is your exit point. Uh, it's been weeks, but I understand some people haven't gotten it yet. You don't have the money to get it, whatever it That's is. Fair. That's completely fair. Come back to this once you have beaten it. Starting now, Quadratum is Latin for square, like we've talked about. Mm-hmm. You, you actually, you, you were the one that told us that. It made me in real life not like this like i was just like grabbing at my hair yeah. like what the fuck but what's also interesting about that is it also means can mean like four 
four, right? Like four sectors or four corners or four, right. you know. And so, I do. You, yeah, do I, you, I don't think you name a city quadratum if it doesn't have four components to it. I, right. That's, that's not happening. Yeah. Right. And so I, I think that's interesting, and I don't. I think they're gonna go the route of like square, like it's hey, this is like a square world. This is Square Enix world, right? Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't surprise me if that's just a red herring. I mean, what, what do you what do you think about that? In, in my mind, it's like four wards of Tokyo. Okay, yeah, unless unless they're doing a big Trixie, and Riku's actually going to the wrong place, then I mean, it has to be like four wards of Tokyo combined are the Kingdom Hearts equivalent of Quadrato. Right. Um, but uh, it's tough though because like. Shibuya is obviously called Shibuya. Like we've seen even in the Kingdom in Kingdom Hearts 3, they flash up briefly and you can see it's like Shibuya Market Square or whatever on a banner um, as they first fly through. So like obviously the area of Shibuya is still called Shibuya, which implies to me that Shinjuku is probably still called Shinjuku. So like, okay, so what what is Quadratum then? If Stella is thinking of a city with a bunch of buildings, well then that's probably Tokyo, right? Like- Right. I mean, I sort of talked about it a little bit, but like it, it is one of the cities in the in the planet with the most skyscrapers in the in the entire world. Like, and so it's a decent bet that that's what she's talking about. And of course, given that we've literally seen her in Tokyo, it would make sense. But I don't know. It wasn't the way she's describing it. Isn't like super descriptive. She's just like, oh, it's just got a bunch of skyscrapers. So it doesn't necessarily have to be. But right. And it and I think that be. would be a big troll if they decided it's not where Sora is, right? <laughs> like that would be like, okay, guys, why did you do this to us? Um, right. But I could like she didn't confirm that's where he is. She just said, hey, there. This is a this is the big city I know just, of. That's exactly yeah. It's like I don't not necessarily that he's here, but oh well, I know a, a place with skyscrapers and it's this. And so yeah. it, it could be a red herring that it's that it's it's not Tokyo at all. It's not, it's not, uh, the world ends with you square. It's not, you know what I mean? And, but that, that just seems like that would be so crazy to me, but I do feel like that we're at a point where we don't understand enough of this to even know. Right. I don't know. I feel like wherever game central station is actually like plugged in. I think game central station is probably in quadratum. Like it's, it's a world of quadratum and we've just been like forcibly connected to it through union grass. Like the arcade machine is plugged in. In a random arcade in there or something. <laughs> 100%. 100 Yeah, I'm almost positive. Yeah. Did is that where Ven came from to get back? Like that doesn't seem like that's the most plausible way for Ven to get back to the the normal world from the data world, right? Yes. Yeah, so I guess the issue is like they've established all these rules of time travel that are so ironclad. Like you gotta separate your heart from your body and now the heart can be free to travel at the speed of light, whatever. Right. And like that's how it can travel through time. Except we know that Ven, uh, Lorium, Arena, and probably Skald as well will all travel forward in time with their bodies. So it's like, uh, okay, so you went to all the trouble to establish these time travel rules and you're now going to immediately break them, I guess, because these guys will have to come forward in time. So do they, exactly, do they hop out of the world and do some shenanigans to get back in or are they just going to ignore the rules and time travel anyway? Or like you want to stasis or something? We, yeah, I don't know. Well, and then you got the whole thing with with Luxord, Luxord, where yeah, we're we're, we're we're pretty sure he's the impressive, is it not, guy? If he's not, that's 100%. again another weird coincidence that they're trying to throw at us. It's like, like really grief, yeah. Um, 
so it's like he came from that trolling. world. And then there's Demix, who we have no clue, but you got to assume he's grouped in with Luxord because where else the fuck would he be from at this point? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I will I will be honest. I really thought like we were getting some sort of Master of Masters, potentially Demix related, little just a tease in Melody of Memory. Yeah, Jason just, thought that just too. Just a hint. Just yeah. a hint. I thought Demix was going to be in it for sure. Well, his, his original prediction was that Luxord was going to be in Dark Road because it's a card game and that Demix was going to be in a... He said this before Melody, Melody of Memory was announced. He said sure. Demix is going to be in a music game. game. Yeah, and <laughs> and so when no, and you were like, got dude, we you were like, like dude, a rhythm game would be dope with Kingdom Hearts music. Yeah, and, and I was like, yes, it would be. We would like stream it. Like, yeah, it would be sick. And then we would talk to Damo, and it'd be like, sick, dude. Yeah, he predicted all this. Called all of it. Jason has a copy of the Book of Prophecies. He hasn't told him. I am Namura. That's right. That's <laughs> Jason's right. Namura. He just laughs at our theories as we talk about them. You guys have no idea. <laughs> How else do you think I knew about the Davy Jones thing, dude? <laughs> That's true. You did call that too, where they were gonna the box was gonna be his heart. That that was kind of like um, like that was low hanging fruit. Yeah, for yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's kind of like the Odin thing. Yeah, the Odin thing. Like, yeah, the teacher the, being named the teacher's Odin. named Odin. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Oh, in a room full of people named after Norse mythology. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. And also, like, means nothing. Just like the, just like the Pirates of the Caribbean box. Yeah, it means, it means nothing. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Dark Road, actually, I, 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 okay. I don't want to be done talking about Melody Memory, but I kind of this popped in my head right now. Yeah, um, no, go for it. Balder, right? Mm-hmm. Newest character. How's he gonna die? Well, <laughs> do you think that based on Nomir's recent comments, that he doesn't think? about dark road is what I don't that the translation might be loose on that. I don't know. Where's this interview. There's an interview of with uh Dengeki that he did uh-huh. where he said, um, they asked him if he thinks about how that stuff ties into the story or if he thinks about how, and he mentioned that dark road is a self-contained thing. It doesn't really matter. And that he doesn't think about it yeah. at all. That That's was basically like a, a, what he said. That it's like a cool story <laughs> that the Unicross team came to him Hold that on, they wanted to make. Now. Like, hey, this okay, is a, yeah, a okay. cool story that okay. we want to make. Like, what what do you think about it? And he was like, okay, yeah, like that would be cool. Like, and, and as if it was like um, something that he like kind of helped with, and like they were inspired from. And obviously, like, he would have to make the okay and everything. Like, he's not just like, yeah, sure, do whatever the fuck you want. Like, <laughs> But he's still relatively hands-off considering, like... Right. I, and I think it's also... Yeah, 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 in, yeah. I think one thing that might have been missed is probably it's in comparison, right? Because, like, when it comes to, like, the story of, of, of the rest of it, he, he's going to be completely hands-on and in every every bit and aspect and, like, the character design and all this stuff. Like, I'm sure he's in every single part of it. Whereas with this, there's probably been a bit of, like hands-off with like some of the character design maybe like stuff like that where he just kind of okay let's present this to Nomura and then now there's the okay all right I have the interview right here and here are the two questions I'm talking about the interviewer asked him in Kingdom Hearts Union Cross Dark Road you delve into the past of Xehanort so does this mean we'll see more of him in the future series and Nomura said to be fair Dark Road wasn't a project that took future titles into consideration it was more of a project that the Union Cross team was thinking of doing that's been in the back burner for a bit. Xehanort's saga ends with KH3, but you can clearly see in Melody of Memory's story that his influence does shift the atmosphere, even if just a bit. However, I don't think Xehanort will become a main antagonist, main boss in future titles. 
And then the second yeah. question was, one of the main perks of Kingdom Hearts is that it always sets the atmosphere for a continuation. Is that something you commonly think of when developing a game? Example, when developing Kingdom Hearts 1, did you anticipate the existence of Sora's Nobody, Roxas? And Nomura says, Whenever I think of a story, I try to make it as extensive as possible. For example, when developing Kingdom Hearts 1, I was thinking of its sequel, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. However, not everything I thought of came to fruition. One such case is Kingdom Hearts Dark Road, where I haven't really thought much about it. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I, it, that's obviously not it, what I was saying wasn't the exact quote. But basically, he's saying, hey, I haven't like he said, it's not a continuation of the series, not planned to be a continuation of the series. And he hasn't thought much about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, 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 my thought is either Dark Road is going to be much longer than we thought it was going to be because it's they're introducing these characters still and it's a self-contained story, or he just hasn't thought of what to do yet with it. What, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, I do wonder if it's just literally the blueprints of like give Zaynor a tragedy, like turn him from nice kid to bad guy, and that's the entire thesis statement of the entire game. Like, right. It could just be as simple as that. Like, give him a reason to be a bad guy. And then, yeah, any introduce any important characters and kill them all off by the end of the game just so they have no lingering effects throughout the rest of the series. Maybe throw in that, like, Vor is Kari's grandmother just, just to be just to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, just to be and a little cheeky. And at least have, cheeky. like, some connection <laughs> to, the, to the game and to the rest of the series. But, yeah, literally wrap up everything of importance within one, within one little section. I mean, it's very, it's very possible. Like, right. especially if... I think, like, the whole mobile games in general are, like, Nomura's deal with the devil, with Square, with, like, all right, Mr. Nomura, you get your crazy expensive game that takes 20 million years to make in Kingdom Hearts 3, but we have to monetize it somehow, so we're calling it Kingdom Hearts Key, and then we're calling it Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key, and then we're calling it Union Cross, and this is going to be our path to monetization, and you just need to provide us with some story for that, make it ongoing, make it last forever, and, you know, I tie it in with the rest of your games if you want, sure, but... Well, and what's weird about that money somehow. <laughs> is Square Enix has all these other games that are like, you know, based off Final Fantasy or, or whatever mobile games. And, you know, Dissidia Opera Omnia, which is a game that I play, has this story, mm-hmm. but it has nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, and it's entirely self-contained. Yeah. Right. And so I wonder if but it's long as shit. Right. It's long as shit. And the story really doesn't go anywhere. And, you know. I wonder if after Union Cross, he was like, you know what? If we do this again, I don't want to tie in the story because it's a pain it's in my possible. ass. You know, it's very possible because you have to synchronize all your release dates, right? You have to be like, oh god, okay, gotta have this reveal. Make sure that it comes before this reveal, and you yeah, know, on the well, PS4 game instead. Also, like not creating any like plot holes too. I feel like would be really hard as well. Yeah, like you sure. want to do cool things, but you're so much, you're so much, like written into a corner. Because you're, well, you're doing he, like a prequel. He could still create plot holes with Dark Road, even if it doesn't tie in. Because it, it has yeah, that, to tie in for sure, it's for sure. origin story, right? But it doesn't have to tie into anything else beyond it, I think is what's happening. Yeah. Well, it's also weird. It's just like the the beginning. Well, it, it, it's obviously like kind of its own thing with the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 3 and the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 with like the chess scene and stuff. And it's kind of just supposed to like symbolize kingdom hearts three and then symbolize whatever's next when he's like i found this new game but like those versions of the characters are the versions of the characters that we have in in dark road so like it feels like it those would be connected in some way at some point but who knows yeah I've, i've always read that chess playing scene as like 
potentially after the characters had, you know, died in Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, it didn't necessarily take place literally when they were children. Um, but honestly, after the latest Dark Road reveal, I'm actually not so sure. And especially Melody Memories, actually. I think it might happen... You know the one at the very beginning of Kingdom Hearts 3 where he's, like, talking about the Lost Masters and has yeah. Ericus heard of them? I'm now thinking that that actually might happen potentially after Dark Road. Because you would think that they would like be like, oh, those those there was those lost masters. Maybe this is what's happening with the upperclassmen. Okay, well, and uh, check out my Dark Road Explained video coming out in a, to YouTube <laughs> near you. So, but, Dude, basically, I'm like, waiting. so you know, you know the scene in Remind where he comes back. You know, young Zaynod's there, and he's like talking to the Master Masters, and he's like, "How did the world world tour go?" Yeah, yeah. So that's obviously after. That's after the time skip in Dark Road. So Dark Road happens. Something bad happens to his friends. He's like, I'm going to go tour the worlds one more time before my Mark of Mastery exam. Right. Then right. he comes back and sees the... So he must see the Master Masters once, then do the world tour, and then come back again and see him again for the Master to go, how was the world tour? Like, obviously, right, they must have... Right, because it seems like he knows him. The, yeah. And he's got the black coat, right? He's like, oh, the coat was... Yeah, thank you for the coat. It was useful. Right, he kept yeah, the darkness, yeah, yeah. Right, whatever. So he, they've obviously met at least once. Um, and then... The Master Masters walks away and he's like, I'm a lost master. My name is Beep. And then, yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then the way Xehanort's like, lost masters. It's almost like he's hearing that term for the first time. And mm. then that's why I think he goes back to Ericus after, like, maybe he does some research between then and the conversation with Ericus, but he's like, do you know what a lost, like, have you heard of the lost masters? Mm. And Ericus is like, what are you talking about? I never heard of him before. Which is weird because then he's like, the Keyblade War is Odin's favorite, or well, the Master's Odin's favorite story. And then Yen Sid's ass is like, it's common knowledge that the Lost Masters, da da da. Doesn't make any like, sense, yeah. You're like, what? <sighs> so Come I think on, Odin's, Yen Sid. <laughs> I think Odin is a damn liar. Like, everything he said so far is like horseshit, basically. He's like, well, first of all, he's like taking them on a marker mastery exam that isn't the traditional one. Literally, just seems to put the kids in danger for no reason, mm-hmm. <clears throat> or send them out of the world potentially. Um, Which is a Yen Sid move. Normally, a Yen Sid, yeah, move. kind of a Yen Sid move. True. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, I don't know. I feel like Odin got possessed by Lucia at some point, and that's going to be the reveal. Oh, yeah, I could see that. That that'd be the that'd be the spiciness they're looking for. <laughs> yeah, he just mounted his own keyblade on the wall and was like, "It was this other guy's keyblade." Yeah, huh? And then at some point, Odin gives it to Xehanort. Yeah, I mean, he's got to get it at some point, right? And yeah, I mean, if we're doing the whole like Boulder and Ragnarok thing, like, is Scala just going to go kaput at some point? And because obviously, Ericus isn't there anymore; he's off to the land of departure. True. Which I assume is a different place. Um. Xehanort nicks off with the Keyblade, even though he's not the successor anymore. So somehow the guy that isn't the successor ends up with the Master's Keyblade. Do you, you think it's going to be kind of like a, um, almost like a KH1 style where like the world is just getting like ripped apart type shit? It's very possible. I mean, I guess it, so that, that's why, you know, you get to the end of Melody Memory and he's like, you're going to Scala at Kylum. And it, everyone's just kind of like, okay, cool. Like everyone I've watched react to that is like, Okay, neat, I guess, yeah. but and, what and was the zoom in for? They do, like, the zoom in, and you're what like... What was that for? Well, 
I, I don't know if I told you this demo when we talked about it when we were on stream, but I had watched that in Japanese because I we had the Japanese version of Melody right, Memory. Right. And right. I don't speak a lick of Japanese. <laughs> and so right. I'm I'm watching and and he zooms in on on Yen Sid. It's like that must and have he's been like, the darkest line. Uh, and I'm like, you're like, oh, oh shit. shit, he said some shit about Scarlet Kayum. What the fuck did he say? I don't know. I tried to use Google <laughs> Translate, it just kind of didn't it didn't work. And I was like, mm-hmm. I just got to wait till me and Jason beat in English to figure out what's going on here. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't want to like mm-hmm. go on the internet and start hearing people theorize on it and all that. Yeah. Cause I knew people had translated it, but I watched it myself and went, what the, so then I'm sitting here with Jason, like as we beat it and I'm like, Oh, I, I'm excited to see what he's going to, he's going to say. And he just goes, Scala Ed Kayum. And I went, Oh, <laughs> he just literally said Scala Ed Kayum. Just said the word. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm wondering if like, if that's the point of the whole zoom in that, I guess maybe the audience is meant to assume that's it's it's a huge deal that they're going back there, like that maybe something bad did happen. Like that's I'm really trying to like headcanon around this and be right. like, well, there okay. must be a reason why. <laughs> it's I, such I'm putting on deal. my tinfoil hat right now because this just this is um, something up in me. So we what had we had the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And we're assuming we'd know we'd have more chapters of Dark Road if not for the pandemic. Is that a fair assumption? Uh, yeah, like maybe, maybe one, one. Say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. one or two, maybe. maybe. One, yeah, maybe we find out soon that something happened to Scarlet Kayum and that was supposed to release with Melody of Memory or before right. it. And that, right, now right, right. then the zoom in that happens is supposed mm. to be wait, we just saw Scarlet Kayum get destroyed in Dark Road or whatever. Right, and it's got that much more impact. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And then they, yeah. they were just like, well, this isn't going to match up, Mr. Nomira. And he's like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, yeah, no one's playing Dark Road anyway. No one's playing Dark Road anyway, dude. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could definitely say that. I remember we talked about this like a little bit before. Like I've been able to think about it like a little bit more since um with like the idea that like so like quadratum is like Latin, scala ad caium also is. So I remember saying like what if scala ad caium is like a world from the other side and somehow right. there was like a flip, right? And that's that. That's like a very like a motif that they've shown, even literally in Remind, where you do that puzzle and it does like the daybreak break Scala at Kayam, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and daybreak definitely has more of like a Disney quality type of vibe, where like Daybreak Town seems like it fits way more in the Kingdom Hearts universe than Scala at Kayam does, right? Because it's just a big grandiose place with all these massive island tower type things like with all the cables and everything that it could be like from this other place and in in flipping and stuff like brings all these other characters and all of these like ideas over into like the universe that we know as like kingdom hearts right um For sure. so I, I think it'd be really cool if like maybe that's how we get like luxord or demix or whatever into um into this world uh another thing that's like super weird that i wanted to like ask about like what you think about it right is like mm-hmm. so when we see scala kayam it's like traveling into xehanort like it's a memory it's like a memory world of scala kayam not unlike yeah. with like what kairi's doing like how how we go Basically, to yeah yeah, yes. how, how yep. we go there. 
when you go to Scala Chaim, it's it's kind of like a memory one, and that's kind of how you can explain that it's not like a fully thought out world, right? Kind of like in your in a dream when you go to like leave your house you might be in a completely different place in the dream when you leave your house than what is actually outside. Yeah. Your house. It's not once it's not once and once a reality. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Necessarily. Um, yeah. so I can't think of how to, how to word this, but like, so in going to Scala at Kayim, do you think that the actual Scala at Kayim is like going to be like destroyed because like it's it could be completely different from like how Xehanort has actually seen it because we haven't actually been there, right? Right. It's like how well, I mean, I guess literally the one section in Dark Road, but it's like yeah, how reliable of a narrator is Xehanort even within his own memories? Like, did he did he remember it as being you know brighter and cleaner than it actually was because he came from his little island and right, right, yeah. So it seemed like this huge grandiose world. Yeah. Um, I don't. <sighs> I mean, Dark Road has the answer to that question, right? Dark Road is probably going to show us what happens to Scala. Right, right. So I think the implication is that, again, if they're doing the whole Ragnarok thing, something very bad will happen. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I also think that in the Xehanort boss fight, it could honestly be very much similar to like what actually happens. Like, sure, fighting, 100%. It, it feels like the whole world is flipping upside down and then, oh, now there's like water everywhere and then, oh, there's like fire going on. Everything's breaking apart. Like, it could be similar right. to like a Ragnarok type of thing. Um, yeah, that, that, that huge pillar of fire that he brings out of the middle at one point and it's like, huh, is that that the world exploding there or like what's, what's right. going on? <laughs> and that like maybe in his heart or something and in his memories... He thinks of himself. He was like, oh, I've seen this one. I saw that building explode. Right. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Actually, the part about he sees himself as the reason Scal is destroyed. That that's actually 100%. really interesting because he's I, not from I, there. I really, really like that. Yeah. He's just sort of yeah, this harbinger of doom, and yeah. So uh, we know we know that it must be okay immediately after the time skip, though, right? Because there's a graveyard that's still that's still evidently yes. there and you can see the buildings in the background. So. Yeah, it doesn't seem like anything too terrible happened. It, I feel like what happens to those, well, besides them dying, obviously, I feel like what happened to them happens off world of Scarlet Kyan, wouldn't you think? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the mystery of like who the four graves belong to. And we can't say with certainty yet that it's the four little friends, but it's, it's weird that there's only four because like obviously Boulder's involved as well and now there's at least I mean, in my mind there are 13 possible there are 15 characters in Dark Road Zaynor, Ericus, the five friends in the classroom Odin and the seven upperclassmen but there's only four graves yeah. so like there are now all these additional characters that could now exist in the rest of the series um, well you you gotta assume are we assuming Yen Sid's one of the upperclassmen I maybe I don't know like because explain if, how he's like around. He's really old, just like how Zaynor is. That's totally yeah. Like I, I can I can accept that if he is revealed to be, I'm like okay, I've got no problem with that. But it also wouldn't surprise me if like he was an older, already graduated kid or something. It, okay. it depends like how much yeah. they want to flesh out. Because I also don't know if they can literally show a young Yensid character design, like if yeah. they'd be allowed how to do that. That would be. Or what if he's just still old? <laughs> yeah, it's sure. Yeah, he just he just never aged. Yeah, he just he's wearing oh. the same clothes. Oh my god, <laughs> he's just literally always not been changed that old. his robe in eighty five years. He's just... It's the same one. Ugh. And he's got the like three fairies dude. with him still. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, oh my man. lord. Yen said cursed. He's just absolutely cursed. But- Before I forget, like you mentioned the way that like, yeah, Scarlo could potentially be from that other world. I mean, you know how like if a world is lost to darkness regularly in Kingdom Hearts and it literally crosses from the realm of light to the realm of darkness by by, by being taken that way. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I do wonder if if Scala could cross one way or the other by like <clears throat> if it somehow is destroyed or in some way adversely affected by whatever happens in Dark Road, if that's the mechanic to transfer a world from this side to the other side of reality. Yeah. And I think the like if it does if it doesn't fall to darkness, it falls to whatever other force there is. Yeah. Well in uh, I mean it kind of seems like whenever there is a world. So like, okay, I remember we talked about this before as well in, in getting to, uh, what, what's the name of the Wrecky Ralph world game, central station, game, game central, central station. station yeah. They're already in the data world. Right. So like it's connected to a data world. It's like, therefore it's right. like, it's not considered like real. Like it's a data world that doesn't exist in their real world. Um, like it's kind of like a two layers deep type thing where it's like okay like if you go into a realm that's not the normal realm then go like one deeper then that maybe that's what like the other side is right um i i see what you're saying but like and and obviously in the melody memory cutscene and from the wise just fucking deduces some <laughs> five head shit that with yeah. no reason to he just goes it's an unreality and you're like what but he does mention that data is considered one of the worlds in our in their reality. Right. So he says, you know, there's um light, dark, in between data, um, memories, and dreams. Right? Yeah, right. so Those there's the, the big three. The big and three you can have the, and then you can have the sub three of the middle. Yeah, you right. can have yeah. I wonder if there's a way where this unreality as as uh Anson the Wise put it, or this fiction, if it's easier to connect to a world like that through maybe they have data worlds as well. Through a data world or something, yeah. So yeah. like maybe maybe there's because the Union Cross kids are already in Data Daybreak Town, it was easy for them to go to Data Game Central Station, which is in the other side. Yeah, yeah. The unreality, right? Yeah. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, like, kind of like, okay, so in order to get to the other side, you would have to go, like, so you're in the data version of of Daybreak Town. Mm-hmm. That's where they are. Yes. And then going to another world, which is, like, not connected to their real world at all, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it it it's a completely unattached thing to what they're know, what they know. Right. Right. Yes. So then they cross over into this other world, would be like a way to get to that other side. Right. Right. So like like and then in getting like so like if you were to like theoretically so like you're in the the memory world or whatever of Scala, then theoretically if you like went to like a data world in the memory world, then you could be (laughs) in part of a data world from the other side, if that makes sense. I hate that. Yeah, like it's fucked up. I hate that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, you just you just actually remind this isn't really switching gears. You actually reminded me of one thing that blew my mind in in Demo and Bio's talk when I listened to it. And that's Demo said, and he mentioned this, and I never realized it. 
But Wreck-It Ralph doesn't say a damn word when you summon him. <laughs> the man who's known for literally oh showing up anywhere God. and His saying, voice can't reach us. I'm going to wreck it. I'm going to wreck it. Oh, no. Now, not he says thunder in <laughs> when you fight a Sora. <laughs> what? When you fight a Sora in memory, in melody memory. When you're fighting, he's like, oh, thunder. Sora says thunder. Sora says thunder, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think of that. But in KH3, Wreck-It Ralph doesn't say a damn word. Now, the other summons don't talk either, but Simba roars. Yeah. I think Stitch makes noise. I don't think Ariel says anything. I don't think Ariel says anything, so that's the other weird think, one. But she's I think like, I summoned Stitch like once. <laughs> I think Maybe. Stitch goes, meh, meh, meh. you know, he makes yeah, like yeah, his yeah. little Stitch noises. And Simba right. roars. Ariel doesn't say a thing. But maybe she's she's got banished to unreality <laughs> too, right? Maybe <laughs> she's like made of water, though. Yeah, that's what's weird. Is like the the uh, the they're almost um, like elementals at that point. Yeah, yeah. The the summons in Kingdom Hearts are such a different version of the summons we've known before, where Simba is born of fire and Stitch is born of electricity, and Ralph is just born of like data. He's like, he's like data blocks slash. Except for the meow wows, they're like literally the. Yeah, yeah. So Meow Wow's literally there. Um, Which, that's awful. Like, it's like breaks a thousand theories, but yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and Meow I think Meow Wow makes noise too. Well, that's other than the yeah. fart. There's noise. like the dream world theory, like the realm yeah, of sleep exactly. theory, sleeping yeah. realm yeah. theory. <laughs> so I that when I when you said that Wreck It Ralph doesn't say anything, I went, holy shit! How did I never notice that this guy doesn't say anything? Like. And and the way Sora doesn't say anything in Melody of Memory because his voice couldn't reach us, like that. I don't know, man. I feel like there's something to that. But then you factor in that in KH one, who gave you the summons? No go. The fairy godmother. She knows how to do it. She oh knows how to do it. She turned them into God. like gems or whatever and gave them to you. And said these people are from worlds that were lost and they lost their hearts or or whatever. The right. Oh my God! Right. Well, and then and then you get to those worlds. Wait, okay, but that wouldn't make any sense though, because like then you get to those worlds and you're like, oh, it's Mushu, and then he's like Sora. Like, you're, yeah, he remembers he knows. you. Yeah, Sora Mushu does remember you. Does Simba though? I don't remember if Simba. Yeah, Simba does. Yeah, okay. definitely. That's right. He goes Sora. Yeah, he remembers. That's right. Huh interesting though like he doesn't recognize him yeah 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 i i, I always <laughs> thought the summons were such interesting part of the lore you know because it's just like I, I, part of it in kh1 is just seeing those disney characters end the game you know and going oh man yeah. i wish i could go to simba's world or i could go to maybe not dumbo or bambi but the other ones i wish i, <laughs> I wish i could go to the bambi's world. world would be depressing as shit right dude you'd be like getting shot by hunters and stuff are they going to retcon that to be like the power of waking and like they're able to Sora's able to basically power of waking them to his side because hearts can cross worlds, whatever, whatever, whatever. I, I think that's what I don't know if it's a retcon, so to speak, because I mean, obviously it is because they didn't he didn't come up with the power of waking in Kingdom Hearts one. Right. But like the way he summons them, even it's kind of he like holds over his heart. At least I'm, I'm thinking of KH3, I guess, how he summons him. But there's that light that surrounds him and he holds over his heart and then they show up. I think in KH1, he just puts his keyblade in the air. You're right. He does. Because then Genie pops out of it. Yeah. Well, he has like a different dance for every every summon, right? Like he moves the keyblade in a slightly different way, I think. Oh, I think yeah, yeah. To, I think you're right. I'm trying to think now. 
yeah, the whole he's like got animation. like a sparkler type thing. Yep. Because <laughs> he like he like draws the circle on the ground for Bambi or something, and it's like flowers. Yeah, that's right. Those are I really think. cool. They're really I, cool. I really like those summon animations. That two doesn't do that, does it? Well, so you get the one at the end of each world where he like seals the keyhole that Remind references, um, but you don't get the sort of like you don't get the same summon animation now. Yeah, because they just kind of like Stitch just kind of pops up and it's like ah, you know, like. <laughs> He doesn't in two when you summon characters they don't really wait wait yeah does, what does he say when he summons them because I, I I like I know he's like genie like yeah. over and up right yeah exactly <laughs> but like what does he say when he summons like freaking chicken little dude the first, do you get it the first no you do you do you do you do get one cutscene the first time what am I talking yeah, about because chicken do. chicken little yeah he runs chicken chicken little 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 like, and he he, yeah. and he picks him up like a little baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think it's there in the is... box art. You're right, it is. It is, it is. yeah. It's the box art. Yeah. Because they thought Chicken yeah, Little was going to be a big deal. Dude, Zach Braff is the man. <laughs> <laughs> he's really good in game. Yeah. Try beating those he's, hot rods without Chicken Little. He's dude. juiced. He can't do it. And Pete. <laughs> and yeah, he, he he messes up Pete, too. Um, Speaking of Pete, dude. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you guys think What's is the on? end game? To What's Maleficent and Pete looking for the box, dude. Like, I I don't even know what that could possibly be for them. So Maleficent was told by someone to go get it, right? Well, I, that, that's Darkness, the way I assume. Yeah. That's the way I read it. Yeah, right. so it's like that that guy, was he said that, that guy in black might have been pulling your leg or something like that, that Pete says. Um, which to me implies that, yeah, someone sent her after the box. So I, I he's not literally in black. It's, it's just a bunch of shadow, but I assume that darkness is has sent them back in time with the mission. Okay, I'm going to send you back in time. When you get there, try find a box. When <laughs> It's going to have a book of prophecies inside it, probably. Um, go go try and find that. It'll help you out. But then she doesn't um, actually start looking until Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, so maybe but she, she just ignores it for all two. the two. Yeah, and they just go... <laughs> she oh. had bigger things to worry about. La, la, la. Because, yeah, at the end of Ari <laughs> Coded, it's almost, like, it's almost like she forgot it, right? And then yeah. Ari Coded's like, oh, that... Date escape kind of reminded me. That's the cleverest pun, by the way. But that whole like, oh, the date escape that reminds me of a book. And I wonder if that's them like, l- that's how she jogs her memory of like, oh, right, this thing that I was supposed to do. Right. I mean, obviously, it's a retcon, but like, it's a decent way of getting around it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, that she didn't immediately uh, show up in two and go, Pete, we got to find this box. Right. Well, because the, the idea is that like young Xehanort doesn't know exactly like what happens in the future, even though he's been there. It's just like etched in his heart. Like he just feels like it's what he needs to do. Yeah. Another thing I thought of what might be like really fucked up is if Master Masters is still Xehanort, but like the original version of Xehanort that like lived through his life and was like, yo, don't do this. Like, like lived through his life normally, still somehow like obviously would like get a keyblade somehow, like all this like weird shit, but then like trying to find a better way where it's like, yo, if my young version is here in Daybreak Town or, 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 or in Scala and like then in using this keyblade with his eye in it or whatever, he could go and like see everything that's going to happen. Yeah, that would be like really I, There's no way they're doing I'm that. the lost master. Like I'm, I'm Xehanort type shit. There's no that way That would be so that. fucked. There's no way. It would be fucked. Yeah. It, and in a twisted way, it could still be. I think it's Nomura, but... Yeah. That's only after listening to his theme. I think <laughs> I think that's how Yoko feels about 
Nomura. For sure. Definitely. Is like, he's <laughs> he's this kind of crazy. And so she just like bashed her fingers on the piano. The Master is so weird because it's like, he's talking about that when he was a boy, the Keyblade War began. And like, if I re- like apply Nomura logic to that, I'm like, okay, when he was a boy and it, the Keyblade War is like, stand in for light versus darkness in my mind it's not literally had to be a keyblade war like especially now that we're going to other worlds right where they probably don't have keyblades I'm, i mean I'm you go- think I if just, they had I, keyblades Jozora would have had one right right i, I just sort of i i choose to read it as like it's more of a he, he's saying keyblade war to lushu because that's what lushu can understand he can understand that warriors in this universe wield keyblades at each other and that's what they right. do so that's how he's framing it but i, I choose to read it as like and again, total headcanon, but in the Master Masters world, which was originally neutral, like light, there was no light and darkness division. It was all neutral at one point or harmonized, I should say, like they were, they existed in balance. And then at one point, the balance broke and there was a clear division. And now they, light and darkness started warring against each other. And that's like, because the world that, you know, this quadratum, whatever, it's said to be a world not of light nor darkness, right? It's it's so I assume they still have elements of each, but they're still they're like literally in harmony with each other. Like there aren't characters that are possessed by darkness or that wield light. They're just I don't know if they have like technology based powers or whatever it's going to be, but it's not literally light or darkness that drives them or empowers them. Um, anyway, so if Namora is this little kid, he's a boy one day, and from wikipedia researchers told me that he would like his dad would take him to like play all these different video games like would buy like dragon quest and all this different stuff for him which have like obviously every single video game ever you could read it as like oh it's some some force of light versus some force of darkness like there's always a big bad guy there's always yeah good and evil like no matter you can always reduce it down to protagonist wants to you know combat bad guy you well, can always reduce it down to light and darkness especially in jrpgs where it's like you start off 100%. young boy and then you end up defeating a corrupt god or whatever <laughs> trying to a trillion world. one yeah. billion trillion percent exactly right so yeah so if if again i'm still literally headcanon any of this but like namora's like okay well since i was a young boy aka when he first when he first started playing video games that's when this keyblade war the light versus darkness battle began and ever since then, he just wants a break, right? So, like, he's just, he's literally been fighting this war ever since to the point where he's now affecting change in the world, aka making his own video games. And now he's just tired. Now he just wants a break because he's been making video games nonstop for the last, for like 30 years at this point. And he's yeah. like, if I can put, if I can pull this off, I just get a break. If I can just pull this off, I'll get a break. <laughs> well, and what's right? fucked so up, like- what's really <laughs> fucked up too is like, when in in watching like the movie and stuff, you're like, this motherfucker is instigating this shit, and it's like, yeah, that's what Nomura is doing. He's writing the story. He's not instigating it. He's just creating. Exactly. It. Yeah. Like- like, literally. But it, like, it's <laughs> all in the service of like, if I can just pull this off, I just get a break. Not not permanently, but I get a break for a little bit. So I'm almost like, is he trying to like announce his retirement through the creation of a video game? He's like, okay, I can't just retire. I gotta like, <laughs> I gotta do this properly. I got to like go out with a huge bang and make a huge video game around my own, my own departure from this, like, yeah, man, from this oh, space. Shit. I never it's thought like, of it that way. If I yeah, just pull this level. off properly, then, then light and darkness will finally be at peace. They'll finally be in harmony. AKA I can stop making video games and just retire. <laughs> like, I can just take a break. Like you could even like infer that, like, cause doesn't he say to lose you that like, it's always been going on. And 
he wants to end it, but by doing something, he can give himself a break. Like, doesn't isn't the break thing like? So the Keyblade War is the break. So making the Keyblade War happen, and I think sending him off to, you know, banishing him from the world. I think that's the break. Like he can leave the King right. Hearts universe for a bit. Well, and, or, and, uh, it's a, a temporary truce, I think he says. Right, a temporary truce. That's what it is. I couldn't think of what he said. So, the temp the temporary truce was when he was going to make versus thirteen, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. And then they still didn't or, let him. People were still like, Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts, and. If he can just pull this off by combining Versus 13 with Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> he can still do the he's going to get a break from Kingdom Hearts because it will be something different. Exactly. If that's he can my, just pull this that's off. That's my logic. To it. <laughs> well, I think it could also be even broader, too, where it's like, hey, like I keep hearing all of these stories about good versus evil. Let me do something that's like. That's different. That's yeah. not just good versus evil. Right. And, it, and in this uh, like a weird, like twisted way, like adding these like motifs that are from different mythology, like with all of the like Norse stuff mm-hmm. being like, Hey, mm-hmm. this is, this is black and white, like good versus evil or whatever, like light versus darkness. Even in these old stories that everybody knows, let me do something different and kind of even like putting a spotlight on that. That's like, Hey, my shit is different. Even from like this, like globally known story. Like yeah. universally known, yeah, man. This this is some five head stuff. <laughs> I, I I don't know if this is what people expected from this conversation. Was our <laughs> Nomura is master of masters theory, but they got it because I, <laughs> I I've just jokingly thought that for a while because just of certain like you know context clues. But you putting that spin on it, I'm convinced now, dude. Uh, I, he's the master of masters is Nomura. I wanted to get this video out before Rima, but I ran out of time. Like the script, I, the script for literally what I'm talking about now is still on my Discord somewhere. I, I just posted it. I'm like, I'm not gonna have time to make this video, but pray remind. I just want to put this idea out there, <laughs> like just to say that I did it. We asked Water this because he makes like theory videos too. Does that mm-hmm. ever bother you? Do you ever feel like I just released this video and then a new game comes out and like it proves this, this, and this wrong, and this might be closer to right? And da, da, da. but does that like do you feel like oh it's really easy just have accurate theories just <laughs> <laughs> no, just be right five head yeah just be right all the time um <laughs> i don't know like it's always nice to have more information like i put out the like avarice darkness one and it was just a fun video to make and i don't think it's right like it's i mean mm-hmm. it seems fairly clear that it's been proven wrong at this point but it was still just a fun theory to make and like it was piggybacking off an idea that mel had and i was like holy shit, I love that idea. Like, I'm just going to, like, run with it because it's it's her mm-hmm. idea that she came up with it. And I was just like, okay, let me just... Yeah, I mean, I could provide further evidence for it. It's such a fun idea. So, it just even having discussion, because even if you get it wrong, which, of, of, it's Kingdom Hearts, of course we're all going to get it wrong all right. the time. But, like, it just, it inspires further, you know, further ideas and gets other people's cogs turning. And it's just good fun. Like, I, I love talking crap like this. It's just... Yeah. Dude, I just thought. So like, okay. Number was like, okay, Kingdom Hearts 1, Uh-oh. light versus darkness, right? Mhm. Then Kingdom Hearts 2, he's like, yo, something versus nothing, right? No. Okay. And then in DDD, he's like, yo, <laughs> like like this sleep, like like what is like 
real in like a sleeping sense and what is real in like you're awake, right? Mm-hmm. Sleep versus awake. And he just keeps me like, God damn it, it's all light versus darkness. And he's like trying to figure out like how many ways can I do this until I figure out how to do it where it's not boiled down to light versus darkness. Like that's what is literally like so theme. interesting. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Like I was about to say, that's so interesting of why he's made this distinction of like we are now going to a world that is neither of light nor darkness, literally. So what are we going to fight? Like, I guess like, that's what's so interesting to me. Because like, Yuzora, I guess, is the guy, right? Like, he wasn't light. He wasn't darkness. He was just an enemy that we fought. Where Sora's, like, flipping around in anti-form with his dark powers and in light form, literally light and dark different forms. Clearly yeah. using elements of both. So like separated, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Are we, are we, like, is Sora being introduced into that world going to somehow corrupt it with its, like, division of light and darkness? And are we going to do, literally repeat the same mistakes in this world? Like, are we going to introduce a conflict between them both? Sora's the virus. This place? It might be. Oh, shit. Sora's the virus. <laughs> oh, shit. He's like, going to infect- the Master Masters. I don't think so. I think the Master Masters wants the opposite, right? So then why does he bring Sora into that world? Or does he think Sora's, like, a harmonizer? Or Riku's a harmonizer, I should say, like... And that's why he's trying to bring them all into... I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or like in doing this nature taboo, he's fucked up this other place. Yeah. Master, master. See, wanna... Like the, 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 the punishment isn't to the people that he knows, but it's to all these other people and it's going to be like fucked up. But now he's like seeing that like firsthand. Yeah. With, with the master, like I do wonder was getting banished like part of the plan like was because i still think like if you make a book that can literally see the entire future that's probably a taboo of nature like that's probably some level right. of like right, breaking the rules sure. at some point <laughs> so if you then give a bunch of keyboard wielders that book and say go destroy the world and you expect to get banished right like that's why he vanishes dims and fades without a trace at the start of that cover right like that's that's mm. been my head canon since day one that oh he gets banished and then Sora gets banished in the same way for committing to similar taboos of nature. Um, so, but is that the only way to get to that world? Like, evidently not now, because Riku's also shown you can just go to the final world, speak to someone from there. Well, and, and this is what me and Water talked about. Well, the thing is, too, like, the portal that pops from the Nameless Star, like, are we it's sure he's going portal, to the real right? version of that world? Right, right. Yeah, because it's, it's he, a pink he opens portal, it just like that pops out of the air. Like he doesn't go into the portal though. Like he, I mean, I mean, unless I'm crazy, don't they always go into the portal? Whereas like he almost uses it. Yeah, he as goes like, like way up into the sky. He yeah. goes up it's into the sky like the with it. Yeah. Is like what he's looking for, like an example right. of what he's looking for, so he finds the yeah. real version. Maybe, yeah. Hmm. I yeah, I don't know. I have to go watch Mel's video on portals again because yeah, 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 really definitely, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Mel. Differentiating what portals are what. <laughs> gonna, I gotta go refresh I wanted, before I, I come up with that theory. So I wanted to pick her brain for ages, especially off the melody memory. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's just <laughs> so uh, quick with this stuff. Like it's just, I she blows my mind with how quick she comes up with like these theories and like presents <laughs> them in a way that like everybody can understand. That's, That's God. The production value of her videos and waters, honestly, are insane. Yeah, yeah. Waters, so good. waters, definitely taking a so step forward. Good. You know, and. We talked about that when he was on the podcast about how, like, when people do really good like that, other people it step up to match yeah. it, and it just elevates everybody. Right. You know? Meanwhile, I, tight, I, right? I'm using the same art for the podcast I have for 100 episodes. So, <laughs> I'll give you one more while we're talking about Reiki, right? 
right. So Riku's, what's why? Why does Riku go to the other world? What's his goal? To get Sora. How would you say that? How else would you say that? To retrieve Sora. <laughs> what about? What about to save what about to Sora. save Sora? Oh. What about to save Sora? Yeah. Right? right. So a guy that looks just like Riku with a mission to save Sora. You know anyone else that fits yeah, that description? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yo Zora. But his save Sora, he's trying to kill Sora. So we don't Why does he look just like Riku? This is this all insane to me that like a guy that looks just like Riku and just like Noctis. It's this like almost like archetypal hero in a way. And he's got exactly the same mission, right? Like he wants to save Sora and he's just expressing that through beating the pulp out of him. Like I, that's, it's all crazy to me. Like, I don't know how it's all going to track, but. Well, and, and I think you brought up this point in that other podcast you guys did that the nameless star doesn't look at Riku and go, Hey, it's Ozora. Right. Yeah. Which lines yeah. up with the, him saying, this isn't what I really look like. And he was yeah. saying that this isn't the real world and this isn't what I really look like. Right. Well, yeah. Okay, I, this just popped in my head, and I don't know if it's something I it's full blown or anything. But you 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 mentioned Yozora, you mentioned Noctis. They're these main these main character archetypes, right? Yeah. And then you have Riku, who is not the main character of Kingdom Hearts, but was supposed but to. But he be. was supposed to be exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I never yeah. thought about that before. Yeah, I mean, I think Bio has an idea for a video like this. We we sort of talked about it before. I think it was Bio. Um, of like, yeah, that, that archetypal role. And I, without trying to spoil this video, um, I think he might put Xehanort in that category as well of like the initial like archetypal hero that was supposed to have this journey. But in those guys' case, it, it somehow got interrupted. Like something yeah. happened where bad juju happened and yeah. Huh. And I think he was like tying it into... Well, I won't say, it, but like he's got a cool idea for video. So. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't spoil the don't spoil the man's video. Yeah, we'll, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll yeah, shout yeah, it out yeah. when it goes up. Excellent, um, excellent. Something that I wanted to talk about with how you're saying, like, how is it that like it is in doing the nature taboo? Is that how he's like able to be gone? This is something that me and Water were just like randomly talking about when we were playing Black Ops. Like, just like uh, we were talking about how the only people that we hit like know of where they're just kind of like disappeared. It, and we like speculate that like you know Ava might also have done some type of nature taboo in order okay, to yep. to not yep. be when when Lushu <laughs> summoned everybody right because everyone right, seems kind of right. hunky dory like they've been with each other for a minute they're not at each other's throats anymore trying to kill each other so like, clearly some time has passed between the ending of right. the Keyblade War and then yes, yes yeah and and they have to have known what happened as well right because they're like yo like why did you summon us where's Ava like she has her role blah 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 and that she could also be banished, right? And totally. that, yeah. that's why when Luju tries to summon them, she doesn't appear. Well, what would she could have what could she have possibly done? Well, the couple ways that we like see her is yo, Streletia is supposed to have this book. Streletia dies. So there's like two trains of thought is that it could be that she makes it so that like Streletia dies, either by killing her or or some way, right? And then giving the book to Brain instead. So then Brain has the book. That that's like her taboo is changing what happened as far as like who's there and like pretty much like going against the master's plan. Because that's kind of like what a lot of people think is that she kind of went against the master's plan. And when you see her, it's like she has two sides where it's like sometimes she's very like cheerful and like 
is like this leader of dandelions like you guys are the hope of the future and then in yeah. other times she's very like somber and Ultra like serious. what are you yeah. doing here like that type of stuff so like at that yeah. point she's like either like traveled back in time for her past self like having seen everything and being like hey i gotta, gotta kill change. i gotta kill yeah. her and get this book to brain instead and then that's yeah. her nature taboo and that's why she's gone that's why I initially liked that Arvo's Darkness theory so much, because it, it seemed to make so much sense of, like, if she could somehow know what was going to happen and try and make, like, one... Try and make a change, then the only thing she'd even be able to do at that point, given that the war is inevitable, was, like, well, I could change who gets the book. So I don't... I don't think anymore that she kills Strelitzia, but I do think, like, why did Arva, the girl who literally followed... Who was demonstrated... You know, Batcover went out of its way to be, like... She follows every rule. She follows every rule. She follows every rule. She's the one that decides to give Brain the book instead of, um, uh, so yeah, no, she gives, she gives Brain the book of prophecies instead of whoever was supposed to go to, which I assume is Delizia. Yeah. Cause doesn't she, when she like dies, the book drops or something or something along that line. Like she okay, has the book so, at some point. I, re- I I see, like I remember like a very, like she's like hugging the book type thing. Yeah, so there's a green rule book, but there's the book of prophecies as well, right? So all the five union leaders, so Ephemus, Skald, um, Brain, Strelitzia, and Lorian were meant to get a green rule book and one of them is meant to get the book of prophecies, which mm. I think is the idea that you can enact, enact change with this. Um, mm. Whoever, Brain got it, but he wasn't supposed to. So we know that for sure he wasn't supposed to. Right. My theory is that Strelitzia was supposed to get it, and that that's why Darkness targeted her. Right, because right. He was like, oh, okay, well, if Darkness wanted more than to just have a, a you know, imposter among the Union leaders, like, why wouldn't you go for the one that gets the Book of Prophecies? So, I think Arva's like, oh, okay, well, I mean, yeah, sure, if, if let's say, she struck down in the Keyblade graveyard, her heart's flying out of her body, and she's like, no, 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 not yet, I'm gonna, you know, the, the instant my heart leaves my body, I'll travel back in time, possess an older version of myself and just change one thing. Uh, uh, I'll give brain the book, the book instead. And it's like, maybe this has happened five times already. Maybe she's literally done four loops already. Keeps giving it to a different person. And so it, we just, it always ends up the same way. It always ends up with the Keyblade War happens again. She's like, uh, brain this time. I'll give it to him. And I don't know. I'm literally spiraling out of control with theories, but <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes, dude. Well, all right, boys. I think we did it. I think I think we we did we did a good podcast we, between the three of us. We completed our roles. We yes, it has been etched <laughs> and we've completed it. Demo, dude, thank you so much for coming on, man. We're gonna have you on again. I promise. We'll talk more. Anytime, more man. More Kingdom Anytime. Hearts because I know you love doing this and we love doing this too. Why don't you uh, <laughs> let people know where they can follow you and where they can uh, hit you up? Plug my stuff. Yeah, um, plug, plug, yeah, your, plug I- your stuff. I got the YouTube channel, which I suppose the main source of your theory goodness. Um, used to make Union Cross videos, but I don't really do that anymore, just because YouTube will punish you if you do too many different things. And I think the story videos are being punished because of that. So, mm. <laughs> yeah, I just do the story videos on YouTube now. Uh, Damon two seven nine, uh, Twitter, Twitch. I'm not. Yeah, I'm just. I'm busy at the moment, but hopefully, I'll have some time to stream again Dude, soon. Yes, I was going to ask you to do that. On this interview, because I was like, dude, I've, I've, I've been following Damo for so long, and I swear to God, like, I know that he, like, 
you know, the time zone difference is, is fucked, but so is my sleep schedule. I should have seen him live at least once by now, right? <laughs> like, I've been on I've been on your timeline for a minute, yeah, so that's I should true. have seen it. That's true. And I, I look, and it's like, yo, this broadcast was like when they, like, first dropped, like, like mom shit. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Where's Damo <laughs> yeah, Strange? I streamed the melody memory, um, like as it was, as it came out, and I think the Twoey two thing, which yeah, we didn't it was, touch it was on. Like that. you and Bio talking Quadrana, was the Quadrana. last thing. Yeah, like waiting um, for something to drop. No, I, I just got I just got a new job that's something around for like a month, so I'm just trying to take like literally as many hours of that as I possibly can, which mm. is taken up literally all. Like that's why I haven't been posting anything on YouTube either. Um. I got a day off today, so I was like, okay, try and get a video out. Try and get a video out. <laughs> and then, then these two assholes come along and say, be on our podcast, please. <laughs> no, but it's fun. For like it's two fun, hours, like, for sure. At least I get some sort of content out that way, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so everybody, you put yourself into the world. Please go subscribe to Demo on YouTube. Follow him on Twitch. Follow him on Twitter. I know that when something new, Dark Road or Union Cross drops, you're usually there watching it, watching the, playing through it in Japanese and then playing through it in English when it drops right after. I, I was there the last time Dark Road content dropped, and <laughs> oof, that, was, that was a doozy, especially because we both thought they weren't going to drop the English version at the same time because they hadn't said anything about it, and then sure enough, there it was. Um, maniacs. Yeah, they are maniacs. maniacs. But yeah, man, everybody go follow Demo. Thank you again, Demo, for for hanging out with us, man. It's been a blast. And uh, we will be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Answer Report podcast, the longest-running Kingdom Hearts podcast on the internet. How about that interview with Damo, huh? It's good stuff. Dude, so good. So good. What a delight he is. I know your guys' minds are fucking m -m -m melted. Just, But just take it easy. Because it's the question of the week, baby. It's the question of the week. It is time the for the week. question of the week. And I just, we'll just say, we talked about in the interview how Bio and Water are just two of the nicest guys. Damo is in that category for me, too. Just yeah. the nicest dude. Like, yeah. Because, you know, he's, he's a big deal. That not Damo. Tatsu. He's not in that yeah, category. Tatsu not in that category. Cretan. <laughs> we love you, Tatsu. <laughs> but you are a Cretan. This week's question of the week. Question of the week. Question of the week. I don't know what I just did there. Yeah. Is uh, a bit weird. <laughs> from Zemnus, from Zemnus, and it says, "Cannot stress this enough, but incredibly weird. What if you could assign different classes to Donald and Goofy? Like, of course, the Defender Magician combo is a classic, is classic AF, and works so well. But just imagine if you could mix it up, like Donald being a DPS archer and Goofy being a Dragoon Knight or some shit, treating them more like customizable pawns akin to Dragon's Dogma." I think would open so many avenues for explorable playstyles and terrible strategies to specific boss fights and such. What are some class combos you think would work well for them? So that was uh, the question from Zemnews. Thank you, Zemnews. And uh, answering the question first is uh, the same man who reviewed us earlier, Billy the Kid Lawrence. Shout out to Billy the Kid. That's a Billy Kid. And he says, forgive me, but my answer is going to be a bit out there and not exactly what you're asking as it pertains to different characters than Donald Goofy, but with good reason. Basically, I want to change things up not only class-wise, but character-wise in a future game. I miss the Disney charm that KH1 had with the main villain being a Disney character for most of the game, so I wish to be a story where Mickey, Donald, and Goofy had been kidnapped by Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, a oh villain God. from Mickey's past with an agenda against our dear king, while Sora is off on a new adventure through various worlds to find and save them. Sora is aided on his new journey by Maxis... 
by Goofy's son, Max, a knight in training who wishes to save his father, and Darkwing Duck, a vigilante <laughs> whose world was lost to evil, who seeks vengeance against the ones who took everything from him. Wow. Max uses a sword instead of a shield and is a lot different in personality from his father, much like the TV show movies, Goof Troop, Goofy Movie, Extremely Goofy Movie. I also think this would be a good opportunity to bring back skateboarding, all of Kingdom Hearts 2, and have Max incorporate skateboarding into his fighting style alongside the swordsmanship. A reckless teenage knight with a temper problem. And a skateboard. And a skateboard. Hell yeah. Darkwing Duck would obviously be a very gadget-based, dexterity-type terror that flaps in the night, but will also come with some magic along the way to enhance his arsenal, such as making his cape more hardened and shield-like. He has a distaste for magic in his purest form, but deems it necessary to at least give him better weapons for the monsters they will encounter. And of course, there would be fun team attacks galore with Sora. I'll let you guys play around with some ideas there if you want to, either on the show or on your own time. Why well, just sit here sad? This game will never be real, lol. I just want to do cool skateboard attacks while Disney's Extreme Skate Adventure PS2 soundtrack plays in the background. Damn it, no mirror. Come on. The X Game, sponsored by Xanort. <laughs> Done rambling now, huh? The Thank X you, Billy the Games. <laughs> the Key Games. The Key Games. <laughs> Welcome to the Key Games. Sponsored by Mountain Dew. Baja Blast, of course. Baja Blast is eternal. Yeah. This next answer comes from Babaloo. I'm a big D&D nerd, so I'll use those classes as inspiration. With Donald, because he has anger issues, I would love to see him as a berserker barbarian. When he takes damage, he can go into rage for a few seconds and deal more damage and take less damage. Once his rage ends, he'll, he'll move a bit slower than usual until he recovers. Goofy was harder to pick. I looked at his older cartoon for inspiration since he was portrayed as a clumsy goof. The closest I could think of would be a bard. He could distract enemies by stumbling around and doing flips. He even <laughs> get enemies laughing and incapacitated with how silly he acts. So it's almost like his like goofs would be like bardic spells. Right, songs. right. He'd just be like, oh, oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd be like, oh, that fucking dog fell. I like that idea. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Babalu. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Karrison Ford's answering next, and she says, I really like the idea of goofing being more attack-based, like a tank with a great sword or an axe. I'd love to see Donald as a monk doing ninja flips all over the place and dual-wielding knives, cryface. That would be pretty hype. Yeah. Kyrie's bro says, I would love if you had job classes you could change something like Final Fantasy X or XII. Personally, I'd love to make Donald a gunner. Oh, the kind shit. that afflicts status effects to, to the enemies, and Goofy a dragoon because it's a fucking cool class. I feel like magic and defense are kind of wasted since Sora can really just handle it himself. Yeah. I can see that. Alks, forever scarred by Demix, says, Give them both Keyblades so Donald can use Zeta Flare and not die. I don't know how it works. And so <laughs> Goofy can use magic. Just please make it so they don't fucking die in one hit. <laughs> Sweet Tea says... <laughs> he's, so, he's, so, he's so scarred by Demix. <laughs> he's so scarred by Demix, he couldn't answer the question. Just to let them get died one fucking year. Sweet Tea says, I don't know if I would want to outright change them, but maybe add additional classes to them. I think it'd be cool to see Donald as a thief slash alchemist, kind of in the vein of Riku from Final Fantasy X. Okay, Donald's okay. stealing mechanic could be used for getting synthesis items as well, and then I guess pulling from the same game, maybe Goody spend Goody? <laughs> Goody. Goofy spends too much time with Titus and Waka Goofy. while Sora's away and becomes obsessed with Blitzball and starts using one as a weapon. I'm glad spending time with Waka made him want to use a Blitzball and not be like racist towards Albed. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, those dirty Albed. <laughs> oh my god. 
Oh, you're using the forbidden machina. <laughs> we must atone for our sins, and you, Yevon, will forgive us, and sin will leave. <laughs> Praise me to Yevon. I have to, I have to guide Sora to the to the summoner's peak in order to enact the calm. <laughs> I, I just imagine him doing like the song, like yay, <laughs> Praise be to heaven. <laughs> That's the crossover. I never knew I needed or wanted, but now I want. Yeah. Walk a goof. Uh, uh Sean's, <laughs> also known as just a red nocturne, says musketeer versions. Ooh. So they're just their musketeer versions from They're like DVD. a fencer, yeah. Yeah. They're both just swordsmen. Constus says Donald would be a dark knight, you know, that job that sacrifices health points to attack. Ooh. But get this. Instead of sacrificing his own HP, he sacrifices Sora's. The ultimate what heal the? meme revenge. You deserve it, Donald. No. I like that answer. That's funny. DP Grant says, I would really like to see Goofy as a dragoon, as he already does a decent number of acrobatics, so jump-based attacks feel like a natural progression. It would be pretty sick seeing Goofy having spears levitating around him like Zaldan. Oh my god. Maybe Goofy could apprentice with Dylan during the events of the next game, and Dylan could be voiced again. Yay! <laughs> and then uh, DP, DP Grant also says, and then I would have Donald as either a white mage casting Cure in Haste or a, as a warlock who summons Huey, Dewey, and Louie or other Duckburg characters. I like that. Dude. This motherfucker is like, pretty much has my fucking idea. Yeah, everybody's taking your idea, dude. Pretty much. Well, don't worry. Our, our friend Zach, Unhinged Exit, Wrath of Rebellion, the man of a million names, has a pretty long answer, so you have time to think. Ooh. Seeing that Dom and Goofy being both a wizard and defender respectively over time has made it very hard to imagine them in different roles. These roles fit so well for their characters, so it's hard for me to come up with the different roles that could fit them well. After doing minutes and a few seconds of research on different D&D websites <laughs> and fucking around with the character class Wikipedias, I think I have come up with the perfect roles classes for Donald and Goofy. Imagine it. Donald Duck, classic Kingdom Hearts Donald Duck, the blue wizard hat, the famous blue sailor's outfit with a custom white accents, the red fucking bow tie, that Donald Duck. Imagine now <laughs> that his hat, outfit, and bow tie were gone, right? You're probably thinking to yourself, exit. That's just a fucking naked duck, you perverted <laughs> asshole. Well, I'm not finished. We'll get back to him. Now imagine Goofy. <laughs> oh, no. Good oh, old no. bonerific Goofy Goof. The sexy black fur, those droopy fucking ears, the two chiseled buck teeth. Yeah. I the see it. The three short, pullable, rambunctious hairs on his beautiful head, that <laughs> handsome fucking smile, that dreamy smile to make the fellas screaming and creaming. Editors know I might be or might not be hard. That goofy little goof. Now imagine that green turtleneck off, the yellow pants off with that hard to get off thick black hat. Belts, not hat. Ninety-six, though. A naked fucking goofy goober goof troop alley oop scoop him off my feet and fuck me please goofy goofy yes cough cough anyways. Imagine him nude. Now, both Donald and Goofy with human clothes, with human features, with sexy human hair and spiky glasses. Oh, no, 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 no. Now I'm adding things together at will to get this awesome, spectacular vision into your skull pieces. Now imagine them in human form, both full of humor, both of them, let's say, like the Burger King logo, maybe a little too much. Both maybe awesome podcasters. Oh no! Maybe Donald got his name changed to Jason, and Goofy changed his name to Mike, no. and started a revolution <laughs> together as the Answer Report podcast. I don't know. 
Just a little idea I had, and I think it'd be an awesome small change to both dominant <laughs> as Taurus support. We all, I think, could agree that is the answer, is the right and only answer. Jesus fucking Christ. Fucking Zach, dude. You, you never disappoint, man. So his answer is us naked. Okay, cool. Well, no, he put clothes on him. He put oh, clothes he on him. Oh, he said he would yeah. clothes? Oh, okay. <laughs> Zach never disappoints me because that, that, that question, the answer started off really normal. Yeah, yeah. He's like, seeing them over time be their classes, <laughs> uh, it's really hard to imagine something different. And then it just descended into... into we'll come back to that. The only kind, the only the kind of answer that Zach can have. We love yes, you, Zach. Thank true, you. True, true. Funny as fuck. Orpheus Joshua. Shout out to Orpheus Joshua. Says, OJ! Make Donald a dancer, because why not? He can seduce enemies with his movements. <laughs> Thief class would also fit him reasonably well, because he's an asshole. Goofy okay, could be yeah. a monk, maybe? I don't know. Or maybe the Vor class, considering how big his mouth is. <laughs> Swallow class. enemies whole. Ah, uh, no, yes. No. My favorite class to play in Final Fantasy XIV, the Vor class. <laughs> I'm level 55 Vor. <laughs> Actually, in Final Fantasy IX, Queena is kind of a Vor class. I don't know who that is. Queena's the uh, frog lady thing. And she's like a blue mage, and so she swallows enemies to learn their... Oh, my God. Ability. She vores them? Well, she has like a fork and a, like a knife as her... Oh, my God. Yeah, so she's kind of a vore class. <laughs> Finally, we have Scary Trees 2 answering the question of the week. First of all, this is my third time answering the question of the week, but the previous answers got lost in the Mog Mail or YouTube comments. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, I've been bad about reading YouTube comments on time. Ooh. So here's my first time answering Yeah, I'm going to have to blame the Mooguses. Yeah, they the, they the, brought the mail too it late. It was the Moogus mail, for sure. I feel like the reason they don't have customizable jobs, because that's already addressed with the other Disney randos that join occasionally, but I would make Goofy a scholar. Because he went Ooh. to college th that one time, and Donald can be like a monk or ninja or something that gives him back the John Cheadle voice box. <laughs> what the? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, everybody, for answering the question of the week. That was um, a lot of new faces this week. Yeah. In the question of the week. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I really yeah, appreciate yeah. that. And missing a lot of old ones. <laughs> I knew. I know who you fucking are. I knew you were going to say that. You know who you fucking are. I knew it. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, Jason, what's your answer to this question? <sighs> Dude, my answer was already had, like pretty much fucking stolen, but I got a bit of detail added to mine to make it a little bit more spicy, okay? So Goofy, he's a motherfucking Dragoon bitch. Because, you know, Dragoon is the fucking coolest class in Final Fantasy, right? And at the beginning, when Goofy gets his dragoon, like he like he changes class, and then like there'll be like cutscene, and he's like, "What the yuck!" Like, right? Mm -hmm. And at first, it's more like the spear, like moves him type thing, right? Where he's kind of just like holding on, flying on the spear, mm -hmm. right? Like it's doing like a jump move where you jump way up and then comes down, slamming down. But like he's like holding on, like, <laughs> like he's gonna he's gonna fly off the spear, right? But then, like, at some critical point, he comes in like a fucking, just a fucking shooting star comet coming down to like destroy Roxas a massive fucking heartless. Yeah, exactly like that. So that, that would be goofy. He'd be fucking badass. And then Donald. Everyone, I feel like a lot of people feel like they have to make him not magic-based because he already is. But I still want him to be magic-based. Uh-huh. I want him to be a summoner. Oh, like Yuna? 
Yeah, like he he calls in like Lady Donald. He has like fucking like I fright and shit that he could call in. That'd be cool. It'd be fucking sick. That'd be cool. It'd be fucking sick. I agree. I agree. Um, I would like Goofy to be a monk. Okay. Or I guess not a monk. That's not. That's wrong. But like a fighter who is skilled in hand-to-hand combat. A pugilist. A pug. Uh, I don't like that term because that mean that just means boxer mm. to me. Where like, I want Goofy kicking people and I want him punching people. Okay. I want him using like a a, a pu- pugilist is like a boxer to me. Right. Okay. I can see that. He's he's more of a kung fu master. He's a martial artist. So he's a monk, but I don't want him to be all like. Oh, I am Zen with the world. <laughs> like I don't want that part of it. I want so he's like a fighter, a hand like a MMA fighter. Okay. Yeah, just fucking scrap. Basically, I want Goofy to look like Chuck Liddell with okay. the Mohawk and in the shorts and yeah. like the MMA gloves. And I want him just mm. to yuck some people up. Okay, okay, okay. Also, Donald. I like the summoner idea. That's actually really cool. Cause like he could like you could give him like a shit ton of summons and then not give Sora any, and then it would be like Donald's your summoner, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I think for Donald, personally, I want him to be like a marksman. I want you to give Donald, like the meme, where Donald (laughs) has the gun, I want you to give Donald multiple different kinds of guns and air bows and crossbows and (laughs) lasers and all kinds of shit that he can just shoot at anybody at any time. Yeah. That's what I want for Donald. Dude, like when I when I think of like the Donald like summoner thing, like you know, like in um, like in Kingdom Hearts one, when you like beat a Colosseum, mm-hmm. and there's the one where he's like got his his arms like crossed or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like that, and then like it kind of does like the fucking eye fright summon where like the ground he's standing on like raises mm-hmm. up and then it's like on fire and mm-hmm. like that's what I imagine. Okay, I like it. Maybe fucking badass. I like your vision quest, dude. I I hope Nomura does it someday. Next week's question of the week, Jason, we're going to switch gears a little bit. And this is one we've been saving for a little bit because we don't, um, we don't want to spoil, we don't want to spoil anybody on Melody Memory, but I think it's been a while. It's been almost a month. I think we can let you guys talk about spoilers now in the question of the week. So I will say if you don't want to be spoiled and I'll put this in the, the discord too, but maybe stay away from the question of the week this week. But I think it's been a while. I think we can do this now. So VIP 214, built different, says, this one would be full of spoilers, so be warned. What does the ending of Melody of Memory mean for the future of the games to you? Essentially, what's your theory on what will happen next? Oh, yeah, I like it. Since, you know, we talked about that with Demo a little bit today. Yeah. So um, basically, I didn't. Maybe people will be inspired. I didn't want people to steal my ideas before I could say them on, on air. Right, 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 now, right. Now I right, said right, them, so right, whatever. Right. Anyway. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching and answering the question of the week and leaving reviews and doing everything you guys do every day. Uh, we appreciate you. I will All say around the world. if you're listening to this on Friday, the day it comes out Friday tonight at five 30 Eastern uh, EST Eastern standard time. I will be competing in a ribbit King froth tournament on our good friend Tatsumaki's Twitch channel. Yeah. I will also be commenting on all the first round matches as like a color commentator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is going to be funny 
because I don't know anything about froth or golf. <laughs> so do you guys remember? I mean, this might be an old reference, but do you guys remember when they put Dennis Miller on Monday Night Football as a color commentator? He's like a comedian. And they were like, let's just have this comedian be a color commentator, even though he has like no like experience in like coaching football or playing football or whatever. And it was a disaster. It's kind of going to be like that. Ooh. I'm Dennis Miller, but it's going to be fun. So I hope you guys will please tune in to that. It's at 530 Eastern on twitch.tv slash Tatsumaki. Um, it will be in the Discord as well if you're seeing this and going, oh, where is that? I'll, I'll, it will be posted in the Discord. And uh, come cheer me on when I compete. I'm going to give Odessa the business. She's going to go down. He's going to need the spirit bomb, I'm gonna guys. Need, I'm going to need some spirit he has bomb not played. You guys. As of right now, he's not played a single second of Rolf. I have not, I have not played one second of Rolf. I... Um, and they kept trying to goad me into playing practice matches on, on like Tatsu stream and stuff. And I was like, no, I don't want any of you fuckers to scout me. <laughs> I'm not giving anybody a wild card. No one knows. Yeah, no one knows. Even though Bioroxis is kind of stealing my thunder because he I don't think he's played either. Because mm. he doesn't have time. Yeah, that's, that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have time. I just chose not to. Anyway, so come check that out. And also just check us out on twitch.tv slash Bros. whenever you got time. We've been streaming. Jason's been playing Final Fantasy 14. We've been playing Persona 5 Royal together. It's been fun. And then there's other things. Kingdom Hearts things, too. So, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Come check us out. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for everything you do. We appreciate you. We will see you guys next week for episode 97. We are getting ever closer Woo. to episode 100. Don't forget to answer the question of the month. That's all I got to say. Jason, hit him with it. May your heart be your guiding key. Thank you. Back off.